This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. For this evening, and there's an England game as well. On 558am, online, on your smart speaker, and on digital radio. This is Love Sport News. From the Sky News Centre at 7, Theresa May is vowing to push on with her draft Brexit deal, despite a difficult day for the Prime Minister. Am I going to see this through? Yes. She's offered resignations from her cabinet over the agreement's contents this morning. Then MP after MP stood up to criticise it in a marathon common session. The government is in chaos. This is not the promised deal. The choice is now clear. We stand up for the United Kingdom or we vote for a vassal state. Many of her MPs are now challenging her position, as Matt Steele reports. Coup is the wrong word. It may not be a coup, but hardline Brexiteers like Jacob Rees-Mogg are submitting letters demanding a change of leadership. You've got Boris Johnson and David Davis, and you've got Dominic Raab and Esther McVeigh, you've got Penny Morden. You have streams of talent within the Conservative Party. It'll take 48 Tory MPs to trigger a no-confidence vote, but one who raised the issue of the letters in the Commons was heckled and called a disloyal twerp. Minister like Sir Alan Duncan are demanding calm. It's absurdly comical, but I hope now that people will just stop and think. The chair of the Tories' backbench committee is the only person who knows how many letters are in. In some of today's other news, a 16-year-old boy has been found guilty of murdering a stepfather who was searching for his family's stolen bikes. The teenager crept up behind Derek Whiteside and hit him with a cricket bat in Telford in Shropshire in June. A jury's rejected his claims of self-defence. Major supermarkets have announced fuel price cuts of up to three pence per litre. Retailers have been accused of not passing on savings from wholesale costs. In football, Wayne Rooney will get to wear the number 10 shirt for England one last time tonight when they take on the USA at Wembley. Northern Ireland play the Republic of Ireland in Dublin. And outgoing Premier League Executive Chairman Richard Scudamore will receive a £5 million bonus. Each of the 20 clubs will contribute £250,000 to the leaving gift. That's the latest. I'm Barry Weir. Known originally as the Glaziers, this club are far from fragile. They've been building their nest in Selhurst Park. And the Eagles are ready to swoop in and bring out the claws this season. It's the Crystal Palace Fan Show on Love Sport. 
Yes, hello and welcome to Love Sport Radio. It's the fan shows. It's Jake Watson with you till 10 pm, 7 till 9. It's the Crystal Palace fan show, joined in the studio by Albert, Chris, and DR from Back of the Nest. Good evening, chaps. How are we? Very well. Yeah, good. Just not bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Apart, apart from Palace, yeah, it's all good. I want, I want to start this evening, guys, by talking about the really, really pressing matter that is on everyone's lips today. Brexit. <laughs> oh, wow, we're getting personal here. No, really. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I wouldn't even know where to start, to be honest. Exactly, well, yeah. Clearly, they don't either. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I probably could do just as good a job. It's the best game of deal or no deal that has ever existed, isn't it, really? All, all we need is Noel Edmonds and a phone, and we've got the whole thing. So, I always had a strategy with deal or no deal. Back in the day, when it first came out, I watched it a lot, and then it kind of got boring and old very quick. But I used to just have the, the theory that I'd go in, I'd open four boxes, first offer, yeah, thank you very much, see you later. And I that, think that's quite a refreshing often, attitude. More often than not, that was one of their highest offers. Just people get greedy. Oh, this is it. Yeah. And you started Please. with nothing. Yeah. Psychological effect, I mean, I can't it? take out all the, the, the big five in the first four, can I? Exactly that. The problem with this is that we started with everything and are negotiating downwards I to like this actually... one used car. <laughs> this is proper Brexit now, isn't yeah, it? Is, DR, yeah. what's your views on Brexit, mate? <laughs> oh, I woke up this morning and I heard that about five people resigning, like everyone's resigning. It's all a mess. So yeah, I haven't had a, I haven't had the time to really look into it's it. It's been probably. a few years now, mate. Yeah, no, I've looked at <laughs> no about today. Yeah, my views on Brexit in general. I don't. I'm not. I don't know. I'm not really in favour for it in general. Oh. But yeah, there's a nice concise report you can read. It's only s- nearly 600 pages long. So exactly. What are you doing That's tomorrow? Why, yeah, I haven't got the time. Like, <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't have the time to eat today. So <sighs> it's a pretty. Short are, are you on the cheap home? Yeah. No. Uh, no signal on underground. <laughs> See. Full of excuses. That's where they've exactly. gone wrong. Yeah, exactly. That's where they've gone the wrong. The youth of today, they've got an answer for everything. No, I was, I was, I was really into it, but then I just, I just stopped after. <laughs> Evidently, got, yeah, no, no, yeah, I stopped after going to a mess. Like everyone was, it's just everyone's resigning and yeah. so I just left it. Focus on football. If and they then, can't be bothered, why should you? Exactly, exactly, yeah, exactly. That's the attitude. Um, there's loads to get through this evening, not just Crystal Palace. Because I do want to get your views and take on the news of Richard Scudamore today getting his five million pound gift um, for him to leave the Premier League, but not actually leave the Premier League is going to remain um, as part of the Very Premier good. League on a consultancy a basis. Remain, bit mm. good, good, good uh, it's all linked in. I don't just throw this together. <laughs> it's very well thought through. We'll, we'll get your views on that because, of course, Crystal Palace have had to give him £250,000. We'll also get your views on VAR because I think great news that from the start of the next Premier League season, it will be in place in the Premier League. But... Oh, and of course, there is an England game tonight. Oh, yeah. We've got it on in the studio. Um, so if you're in the car, if you're at home and the missus isn't letting you listen or watch to it, we'll let you know uh, when the goals go in and Wayne Rooney comes on to all the fireworks. I presume that's what's happening. You yeah. know, with a, a standing ovation, the guard of honour. I quite like the idea of Wayne Rooney getting that. Um, but we'll do that later. But first, we'll talk about your last game. It was a defeat against Spurs. What was your view on that? Because I had the Spurs guys on earlier on in the week and they said, for them, they were kind of below par. They'd played a lot of games in a few across the space of two weeks, basically, and they basically just ground it out and perhaps a little bit fortunate to take all three points. Is that perhaps how you all saw it? Yeah, I, th- I thought a... This is Chris here. Um, I thought it would have, a draw would have been a fair result. But the way that we set up and the way that we tried to play was keep it tight, um, aim for nil-nil, 
and if you make one mistake then you will lose games and in our case and um, we'll come on to this i'm sure um but we've got we, two hours <laughs> <laughs> but we we had a player covering on the back post who didn't jump um and the ball went over him so yeah uh, and if you if you do that then yeah you'll probably lose a game yeah what's your take on it it was, it was it was a bit similar to in certain to a certain extent to what happened at Chelsea and Arsenal is we played pretty well well against Arsenal we got a result of course but against Chelsea we played pretty well until Chelsea scored then it just went downhill I thought um, we started the game off well even the second half of well but then Tottenham had one this one corner and it was just ridiculous from Jordan Ayew for not you know defending against the corner and not jumping and then. We're just letting it go, and then afterwards, it's game changed. We lost to Tottenham, I think, one 0 for four or five games in a row, or something like that. So it was, it was just after that goal went in, uh, my heart went down because Wilf wasn't playing as well. But yeah, it was just a disappointing defeat once again to a big side, which we probably could have got a draw against if we just decided to jump in the corner and head it out. Yeah. Do do we all do we? Well, is, is the Crystal Palace? thought that we we lay the blame at Jordan Ayew's feet yeah I mean I certainly did uh, I, I think that was the consensus uh, apparently there was some people having a go at PVA who was on the line yeah but you know he's reacting to I mean I, I'm in line with that goal line and time almost stood still and it was like who's gonna who, who who's heading that ball away and no one did and it became apparent that it was obviously Jordan Ayew and you've only got to look at Luca's reaction like going absolutely ma- I think it's Luca and I think PVA isn't it going, yeah. going mad at Jordan Ayew he's directly behind him isn't he and it's yeah. I mean it's I think it's slightly I, I disagree with the and say it's similar to the Chelsea game Chelsea weren't great but could turn it like turned it on by bringing on Hazard and their quality they deserve to win the game I think Tottenham didn't deserve to win the game and again it ties in with what Chris was saying if we don't make that mistake I know it's ifs and buts but if we don't make that mistake the chances are we get a point and a well deserved point we didn't deserve to win the game by any stretch but we didn't deserve to lose it and it is one shambolic bit of yeah. decision making from one player that's well, essentially cost it cost it's it. not necessarily decision making it's, it's a lack of isn't a it? lack of decision making yeah. but at, at the same time I do f- I do feel a little bit of sympathy towards Ayu because when the ball's up there in the air in a situation like a corner there are so many bodies within there and you, you kind of I'm not sure if he's zonal marking or what he's doing I think he just kind of froze a little bit and he's, he's a striker so he's not necessarily defensively minded I'm just whilst it's his fault I don't think I'd be too angry with him does that make sense or am I kind of giving him too much <laughs> leeway yeah, yeah, yeah you know I, it, the reason why it is his fault is because like whenever even when we have Benteke there's always a striker always in the front post marking the ball and then um, when the ball came towards him he just stood still he could have just easily jumped but he just watched the ball and he just watched the Tottenham defenders head it back in that's the annoying part if it was if it was more of like a error where oh he jumped but he just missed the ball then fair enough at least he tried but the fact that the ball was right there and he just stood still and didn't do anything that's why we're annoyed because personally I thought he had a good first half I know, he did yeah he, his hold up play was good and um, also he was bringing other players into the game so it was not a bad first half and then you just go de- go and do that and you just ruin the result for us and we get nothing out of it so it's just so disappointing it's, it's due to effort really okay so England kick off at 
p.m. this evening at Wembley. Wayne Rooney um, will be coming on at some point to say farewell to the England fans. But I'll just run through the starting eleven for you. Jordan Pickford will start in goal. Trent Alexander-Arnold at right back. Ben Chilwell starts at left back. Centre half Sir Michael Keane and Lewis Dunk. Lewis hey. Dunk, of course, <laughs> making his debut. Uh, Fabian Delph will be captaining the side. He starts in centre midfield alongside Harry Winks and Deli Alley and Jaden Sancho and Jesse Lingard. We playing either side of a never de- another debutant uh, Bournemouth's Callum Wilson seven goals and six assists already this season so I think deserves his start for England this evening and, and also just to tee up you Crystal Palace fans listening this evening what I've been doing throughout the week seeing as I'm in for hour and I don't get to see and speak to these people every week and it's international break we're pretty much a third of the way through the season we're doing kind of a mini end of season award so if the season finished now who would you give Crystal Palace's player of the year to young player of the year most improved and if you fancy making up an award and letting us know <laughs> the award and the reason for it I'd be more than glad to hear it just send us a tweet at Lovesport Radio or give us a ring 0208 70 20 558 this is Love Sport. Love Sport. I work for a spokesman said.com. We can help you save money on your home insurance. All you need to do is visit a spokesman said.com and find out if we can find you a better deal. Ian Stone's Comedy Breakfast on Love Sport. We've got more cameras around watching everything we do than anywhere else in the world. Well, but they don't have cameras in a healthy town. There's somebody there eating a burger. So they can go straight <laughs> on them. That's like, <laughs> brilliant, wouldn't it? There's somebody there with a bag of chips. Who yeah. <laughs> <laughs> likes squatting, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, It would be great. It's like missile systems in the, uh, in the CCTV if I someone's spotting I mean, that seems... Right, not God, that's a bit draconian. <laughs> <laughs> I just went, Dave, what happened to Dave? We went out for a bag of chips. We never saw him. He was vaporised. Never saw him again. Weekday from 6.30am. (laughs) 5.58am. Love Sport. So DR, I've got a wrist injury, mate. Yeah, I've got a similar one too. I don't, I don't know. I just woke up with mine. My one has been going on for months, and I even tried to. Mine's years, mate. Yeah. Is that why you two didn't shake hands when you saw each other? Oh, (laughs) that's That's a good observation. Not after last time. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's how you did it. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, um, also with your end of season, third of the way through the season awards, if there's anybody out there who helps with wrist injuries, I woke up with a bad one this morning. I'm just struggling. It's it's, it's tough. It's a tough life for me. I can't can't write, can't oh, my do other because stuff. of the wrist injury. Or yeah, and also injury. when I like to take <laughs> selfies with my phone, you know how you've got to do it at a certain angle these days. <laughs> and you, 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 the way you put your fingers around the phone to get the side button, can't do that either. Oh, so my whole life is pretty much on hold. So if anyone has got any solutions for how I can get over this wrist injury, I'm I'm happy to hear it. If you need us to take some pictures of you tonight, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Before we'll we go, we don't yeah. mind. We're, we're a very charitable bunch. <laughs> very very kind of you. Very kind of you. Um, England team, what's your thoughts on that? Obviously, no Palace players in there, but a lot of changes, a lot of interesting names, I think. I, I, I like it, I'll be honest. Yeah, I, I think that's one thing we can give uh, credit to Gareth Southgate you know, for. He's he's not afraid to take a risk on someone who's not had a cap before. Um, you know, and we saw that in the build-up to the World Cup over the sort of qualifying campaign. And, yeah, people like Callum Wilson should be getting a run out. I'm, I'm all for it. And maybe not Lewis Dunk. <coughs> yeah. uh, but, you What's know, wrong with him? 
Oh, well, I mean, what's right with him? Let's be honest. I think he's quite a good footballer. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a decent centre-half. I'll give him that. He scored a good goal at the weekend. Um, yeah, you, you, have to, you have to try these players. There's not a huge crop of of England talent to choose from. So you, you have to take risks on people that maybe 12, 15 years ago might mm. not have got anywhere near the squad. But it's the, it's the hand that we've been dealt. It's the system of our, you know, of our National League. And you have, to, you have to give these people a chance. So why not? Two big decisions that I want to get your take on. Um... Fabian Delph being captain and Wayne Rooney being in the squad. What are your views on that? I have varying different ones for both situations. Fabian Delph being captain. I'm not really that fast. Who else can be captain in that side? I'm just wondering. I, um, I don't. Is that Deli Alley? Wayne Rooney. Deli Alley. Deli Alley. But it's just Fabian Delph, probably experience and age. Like he's more of the mature ones. Up. I think. Ali's got more caps for Delph and has played a lot more football than him over the last couple of years. I don't... For me... I guess eight. At club level, you can have a club captain or a captain who isn't necessarily involved week in, week out because you're with these players every single day and it's important to have players like that within a squad. At international level, it's completely different. I mean, the first set of fixtures after the World Cup, we played Switzerland. I can't remember who the other game was against. He wasn't even in the squad. But now he's captaining the side, and for me, he's simply in there because he's versatile. He can play at fullback and he can play central midfield. I think it's absolutely ludicrous that he's the captain. Do you not think? Who out of the current squad would you have made captain? Well, within the squad, I mean, there is Kane, there is Henderson, there is Walker, um, there is Eric Dyer, who's captain before. So there are, in terms of this starting lineup, yes, it's an incredibly inexperienced one. But of those ones who have played, I would either give it to Deli Alley or Jordan Pickford. Yeah, I can see an argument for Pickford. I, I mean, I'm going to absolutely sweep the argument aside and say I think it's irrelevant who the captain is at international level in a what is essentially a. I mean, it is a. It shouldn't be though, should it? To be England captain, it should mean a whole but lot he's more. Not, we all know Harry Harry Kane is England captain and he's not starting, so he's had to pick the next, you know, the next available sort of person that he thinks is worthy of that position. In the day, it's, it's the person who's expected to go up you know do the coin toss shake hands and if the referee needs speaking to i mean it's not I, you can't base this on anything but you know you watch the man city documentary even if he's on the periphery of the squad he seems like a very confident passionate character and you know it's just someone to wear the armband isn't it essentially and also i don't know about the goalkeeper being a captain because as you said um when the referee has to speak to the captain it's going to be a bit awkward if the goalkeeper has to keep running up and down the pitch especially <laughs> if it's a heated match so i don't know about that and then i'm yeah i'm looking at the squad as as you said a hurricane isn't in there and he'll normally be captain so i guess he went with the you know the more experienced player i know uh, daily ali may, may have more caps than him but then if you look at delphi's playing career he's had so many you know he's played so many games so he's still experienced footballer and as albert said um you know his attitude is correct and so yeah it would just be good for for him captaining the young lads in the team chris my default view would be that the captain should be an outfield player um but the only outfield player who's got significant enough experience other than delf is ali and the thing about Ali is that I, don't, I, I just don't think he's got the attitude or the maturity for it. Now, I think sometimes it's the making of someone to give him a captain's armband. That's quite a vote of confidence mm. um, in someone who you know has been sent off for punching people in the past. And the way that's just a little jab, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, and, and wasn't it when he got caught? Was it one or two fingers he was raising aloft? I can't remember. No, that it was, was just one. Yeah, but that's the, you know he said that's his way of communicating with his teammates. I'm not sure you need your captain to be communicating yeah. with I, teammates. I greeted DR like that when he walked in the office <laughs> this morning. But, but it's like it's like Wilf. Um, 
I, don't, I think most Palace fans will agree that even though Wilf is a great footballer, yeah. I don't think he's ready to be captain because similar Absolutely to Deli Ali, similar to Deli Ali, he's got you know it, when when the pressure you know when other players start getting onto his nerves, he can let out let out his emotions and the captain should control that. So it's like a similar situation, and um, you know Delph is probably the best suited role to that. Wayne Rooney then in the squad. As a farewell, he's not been called up on the back of his performance of DC United. This is simply just so he can say goodbye to the England fans. It's obviously split opinion. I mean, Wayne Rooney has done that throughout his entire career. But what do you make of him being called up especially for this game? Um, I it's just, I guess, I'd, I'm not really that fussed. Some people some people are really fussed about it, saying, oh, he shouldn't be called up. It should be due to performances and we shouldn't be giving away caps like that. But I'm not really that fussed. He, he's a legend for England. So it's not like it's any ordinary player. And he, he deserves it. Like one last send off. I think I'm not I'm not that fussed. I'm not with the camp where he shouldn't be called up. He, he's Might not be starting. one last sending off. Yeah, he's, 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 not, he's not. But he's not, he's not even <laughs> starting today. So it's not, no. it's not that yeah, much of a major I, problem. Everyone still gets their chances. And... Southgate's playing his... Well, not necessarily, because it means that one other person's not being called up to the squad. Now, if you're on the periphery and you thought you deserved an England call-up, but you've lost your place to somebody who isn't part of England's future and isn't retired from international football, effectively, you'd be pretty peeved off, wouldn't you? I understand what you say, but Danny Danny Welbeck, he got injured. And also, if you look at England, you know, the the strike options, if Callum Wilson didn't get called up and then Wayne Rooney did, then maybe there will be a problem. But even today, Callum Wilson is starting, so I don't think it's that much of a big problem. That's it. Who's who's banging down the door that's been left out at the expense of Wayne Rooney sitting on the bench and coming on for 10 minutes at the end? Yeah, I can't really think of any... I bring someone like Phil Foden into the full setup. There are, there are players in around the 21s who could do a job. You can. It's experience, isn't it? If you're bringing in young players to, to build towards a tournament in two years' time, then and for a meaningless friendly, then these are the games you do that instead of bringing back Wayne Rooney. Closing what you just said, meaningless. Doesn't matter, does it? I mean, it, these games don't matter. This is an annoying, inconvenient break from real football, which starts again in another week's time. <laughs> <laughs> such a Such a... Tough, horrible view. This, you should be passionate about this England. Side. No, I think. What if Aaron Wambasak was starting at right back? You'd be thinking a little bit different about it, wouldn't Wayne you? Wayne Rooney doesn't play right back. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> it doesn't matter. Do. Yeah. If Aaron Wambasaka was starting, I'd probably be watching the game rather yeah. than on this radio you've show. Got, you've got your back to it, yeah. Because I think be that's, yeah. my, that's my vote. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't see the the, the hoo ha about. It. Again, it's a meaningless friendly. A lot, you know. I think two thirds of you know sort of the English football following have a real disrespect to these friendlies anyway or oh is any England playing tonight oh okay so now there's this huge huge outcry that Wayne Rooney's being given a little send off eight or whatever it is going to be ten minutes from the end in a pointless game like I said there's no one else that's been harshly left out it's one game it's eight minutes Wayne Rooney won't be in contention next time and whoever that person is that might you know want to make a case for an England an England cap they'll get their chance you know we've not got a tournament for what two years so Now's the time to do it. Let him go. What about get UEFA Nations League? I don't understand. I don't understand <laughs> yeah. it. I do not understand it. I think we all d- will do once we've been through the whole process once, and yeah. once England win it. And can then- we win it? Can we win it? Yeah, we can. Right. Are we going to win it? Is my next question. It depends because <laughs> Croatia play Spain tonight in Croatia. So if Croatia beat them, which is very feasible, it's a sellout. It's a sixty thousand horrible place to go. Um, then yeah, England could still win it. But no, thank you for your views on Wayne. Really, I actually happened to share every single one of them. I just wanted to <laughs> just just poke. You were putting the cat amongst yeah. the pigeons. That's what you? I do. Yeah. <laughs> right, we're going to go back to uh, some Crystal Palace talking points next. 
Your news, your views, your voice. Love Sport Radio, your fan station. In a world full of United, Cities, Rovers, there's only one Hotspur. The official Tottenham Hotspur membership, One Hotspur, is now on sale to new members. Gain access to ticket priority windows, receive a gift pack and plenty more Spurs benefits. Tottenham Hotspur, it's your club. Make it official. Sign up today at TottenhamHotspur.com slash join. Hi, my name's Kurt Edwards. I work in advertising and live in Surrey. Last year, the family content insurance was £745. A friend of mine had recommended a spokesman said.com when it came for this year's renewal. I managed to get it for £403. So for those 10 minutes on that website, I saved over £340. Told my family, my friends, you'd be absolutely mad not to give it a go. TheSpokesmanSaid.com Fighting for you, saving you money 1.7 seconds It's over in a flash This is the average view time of a video ad on a mobile device Money worth spent, don't you think? Mark Pritchard, Chief Brand Officer of Procter Gamble The world's biggest advertiser Has said that digital ads are annoying people With too much frequency So, digital media, stick your algorithms up your... Anyway, radio is different The average listener tunes in for over 21 hours every week. Your potential customers are listening right now. Grow your business with Love Sport Radio. You could make the main dealer's day by paying over the odds. Or you could go to Big Motoring World and save a fortune on up to 2,000 pre-owned BMWs, Mercedes, Audis and VWs in stock. Then with the money you save, put a smile on your face with a cheeky weekend away for two. Give yourself a break at Big Motoring World. Just minutes from the M25. See bigmotoringworld.co.uk. Big, big, big motoring world. Imagine what it's like to be a road worker on a motorway. Please drive carefully through roadworks. 558 AM. Love sport. Yes, welcome back to Love Sport. It's the Crystal Palace fan show till 9pm. Jake Watson joined by the guys from the Back of the Nest podcast, Albert, Chris and DR. We've been getting their views on this England game, which kicks off at 8pm. But we're going to go back to Palace Matters and kind of dissect that defeat a little bit more um, at home against Spurs at the weekend. Um, We'll start with the thing that you probably get asked every single time you lose a game there was a lack of Wilfred Zaha in your in your team yeah once again um, uh, he was injured but I don't think Roy actually said it in his pre-match conference like, like people found that a couple hours before the actual game so you think he did that on purpose uh, yeah I would do that as well you don't want to or we forgot <laughs> yeah <laughs> might be. that's so harsh though <laughs> <laughs> but yeah Wilf was injured and once again, we managed to lose. But then, I thought it was a good opportunity for other players to step up. Wilf out, and you know, there's that record, of course, of Palace struggling without Wilf. But you know, Townsend, Ayu, Max May, who started, I thought this was a good opportunity for them to step up and say, "Look, when Wilf is in here, I can perform, and you know, we still can get a result." So, yeah, felt like it was a good opportunity for other players. Now, I know the monkeys on the back, and it's something that is constantly put at Palace every time you haven't got a game with Wilf and Zaha. You're probably sick to the back teeth of. 
being asked about it and talking about it but honestly and truly do you also have a, an air of inevitability when you've not got him that you're going to lose or no. do you think it's just something that it's just complete coincidence this keeps happening well i mean it's a pattern isn't it i yeah. mean we're, we're obviously weaker without our talismanic playmaker yeah but other clubs have injuries to their best players so for instance if leicester was out jamie vardy if spurs were without harry kane i think they've been without harry kane for six games this season and they've not lost any of them so Every player has a player who's incredibly important to their starting eleven, but somehow managed to cope without it. Palace seem unable to find a way to get a result when they've not got their best player, and they, they need to clearly sort that out. We're more lopsided than they are, and we've got other weaknesses in the squad as well. Um, I mean, we don't have a striker, and yeah, if you don't have a you striker, and, well, not really. Not I mean, Benteke's injured, and the the only other person we've got is Soloth, who, um, yeah, I'm sure we'll have a debate about the what he brings to the team, but I'm not convinced it's all that much. Much, but he's the only short. option in that position. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, that's the point I'm making. I mean, I think we're quite solid in defence, and if we set up on the basis of that and we don't make obvious, easy mistakes, yeah. then we don't lose games. Respect the point. You can stay up with that. Um, there, I think there are three worse teams than us in this league, and I think we'll be all right. But, you know, going back to your question, are we um, over-reliant on Wilf, and is this something that we really need to break? Yeah, absolutely. It's a pattern that... Is, it's been going on too long and we need to change it and the pattern has been continuing for weeks even when he's been in the side when it comes to results you've slid down the table quite alarmingly I mean you're well Fulham obviously bottom on five and then there's just one point separating Huddersfield in 19th and yourselves in 16th so it's not pretty reading is it exactly I had the same mentality as Chris a um, couple of weeks ago I thought look there's worse sides than us I'm not really worried but if you're actually looking at the table is well, there yeah, yeah no there, I still think there is, but it's so tight. Like Cardiff, and we're on the same points as Cardiff, but it's just goal difference that's keeping us out the relegation zone. So maybe we're just taking it a bit too easy and saying, you know, there's easy sides, but maybe that's reflecting on the players as well. Maybe they're a bit relaxed as well mm. in the situation, but it's just goal difference, really. If we had a worse goal difference, then we'll be in the relegation zone right now. I think that the, the, the thing that compounds that is that, again, are you looking for three t- three teams that are worse than us? F- Fulham have made a change already, and they spent a lot of money. They'll be fine now. They probably will be okay. Absolutely, will be. Could go, could go one or two ways, but you, you'd probably now say they're going to have enough of a kick, and the quality that they've spent money on is yeah. going to yeah. keep I them agree. up, even if it's on goal difference. So that's that's sort of one of the well, they're minus twenty, so they need to start scoring. <laughs> <some. laughs> um, and the thing, the, but the, the thing that really worries me is that if you if you hold a mirror up to last season we were in a similar position to, to we are now but we had an awful awful run of playing the top four top six teams really early on and even though it was it wasn't great and we eventually got a result against Chelsea after what eight games yeah it was okay well now we can maybe go on a bit of a run because the 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 fixtures are a bit kinder back in June whenever it was that the world the uh, the fixtures came out it was like oh this is the this is the best start that we could have ever hoped for. It's the best start we've had in years in the Premier League. You know, we're, we're not going to be worrying about relegation until, you know, the harder games kick in. The thing is, we have, and yet again, we have binned off so many of those winnable games. And and now, you look at the run that we're in, OK, we got a point against Arsenal, that was good. We didn't win against Chelsea. We didn't win against Spurs. Should have got a point, but should have, would have, could have. We never get anything out of United. And you can say United aren't great, but we're... If if we if we come away with a point from Old Trafford, you know I'd be you'd what? You, 
I'll, I don't think I can say on radio. Say something on radio that uh, we yeah, can hold you to. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you a picture. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but it's unlikely that we will come away from Old Trafford or anything. And you start to think, well, where where do the points come from, with or without Zaha? Yeah. You know, that only that only compounds it further. Dr. Obviously, the, the last four. You wouldn't have necessarily expected to pick up many points from the games against Spurs, Chelsea, um, Arsenal, and away at Everton anyway, would you have not? Yeah. So does the run of form perhaps make it look worse than the performances? Have the performances been okay? Apart from the Chelsea game, even even Chelsea game before they scored, I thought it was quite well. But yeah, I think I feel like it's a bit harsh every time we, like against Chelsea. Um, it was just poor defense. In my opinion, it was poor defensively. I know Albert disagreed with me, but Tompkins should have done a bit better with his clearance and um, with the Tottenham game yesterday. It's another individual error, and we it cost us. So. The, the performances are not are not that bad as it, as it seems um, when you look at our actual recent form. So, on that side, you give a bit of like optimism when we play when we after United game we got a bit of easy games coming up. Which no no game in the Premier League is easy, but nah. it's winnable games. Let's just say that it's winnable games. So we'll see what happens after that. But we just got one more last challenge, and that's United. I know they're not playing that great, but it's going to, it's still going to be a challenge because they have got star players in their team. Absolutely. Uh, you're listening to Love Sport Radio. It's the Crystal Palace Fan Show here. Later on in the show, we're going to be doing a, a third season review. It's usually do it at the end, but we're doing it a third way through. Palace, get your views in. Player of the season, most improved young player of the year. We'll also get your views on the fact that Crystal Palace have had to, along with all the other 19 Premier League clubs, hand Richard Scudamore £250,000 into his holiday fund. <laughs> We've all got one, and we're not afraid to put it on display. Our opinions, that is. Share yours now at Love Sport Radio on Twitter, or call us 0208 70 20 558. Love Sport Radio, your fan station. This is Love Sport. Yeah, welcome back. Crystal Palace fan show here on Love Sport Radio. So we're talking about Crystal Palace's poor form. It has been a very tough run of fixtures, but as we all know, those runs are hard to turn around in the Premier League because no game, no game is easy. And before you know it, you're very much stuck in trouble. And potentially, like Slavica Jokanovic, your manager is shown the door. When Roy Hodgson came in last season, we all knew the horrid start that you had under De Boer, and he worked miracles. Um, he was fantastic, and I think proved so many people, not necessarily Crystal Palace fans, I'm not too sure what your views are, were at the time, but everybody else was kind of laughing a little bit, because it was his first job after the England debacle. He did a wonderful job last year. It started okay this year. But then the last couple of months, it's really started to tail off. And I feel like questions are being asked again of, of Roy Hodgson. Are questions being asked by you guys about your manager? Me personally, not yet, because you can't really judge him from facing against Tottenham. You know, These games, we're not really expecting to win anyways. But if you go back earlier on, on the season and you look at teams that we face, Newcastle, Southampton... Uh, Watford, them teams, we should have got more points out yeah. of against them teams. So, 
I don't know. It's it's a difficult. I feel like the recruitment hasn't been that great, but also tactically, the problem that we've had with Roy this season is the, is game management. He hasn't yeah. really, and that's made, the things he can control. If he, yeah, exactly, if the club haven't got fifty million pounds, then the recruitment's not his fault. But what he can do is he can set the players up in a, in a way that you all fans think that's the best way to set up a team. And if things aren't going well during a game, the inability to say actually why don't we try this player why don't we try this formation and that's the things that you guys see and that's the thing that you know other football clubs don't see they just see the results exactly and but it's just if he if he does leave who comes in that's another factor as well right now I'm not I'm not that worried because even though it's only by goal difference we're still out of the relegation zone but I feel like next the December will really determine his future because we've got winnable games as I said before the break and if you don't win if you don't win as as many games as expected and pick up some points, then questions, serious questions, will have to be asked because yeah. January is approaching and a new manager will be good in January, not after January. So yeah, so your first game after the international break is, as you say, against Manchester United, and then a run of four games where you'd hope to pick up points. I mean, I hate doing the all oh, we expect to win this game, that game, yeah. this many <laughs> points from these games because it's not how the Premier League works. But off the back of these four games you certainly expect to get more points than you've got from the last four. Let's put it this way. You're playing Burnley, Brighton, West Ham and Leicester. I mean, obviously the last one, you (laughs) don't stand a chance there, obviously. But, you know, it's an important run of games, isn't it, Chris? Yeah, absolutely vital. And, I mean, I I was actually... I'd got that run of fixtures up to read out in exactly the same way. So you've stolen my thunder Well, you were going to say that you wouldn't stand Um, a chance against Leicester as well? uh, Probably not, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Not at the moment. Um, And, actually, we we definitely need to have a chat about Fulham and Djukanovic and and Ranieri as well, um, who did did wonders um, at Leicester, but I'm not so sure that he's going to be able to do that at Fulham because he hasn't got that run in. Um, And, yeah, so I'm I'm less optimistic for Fulham than, than it's sounded like you might be and and others as well i i, I think you know they're, they're they're still in big trouble and he's got to reorganize them and reorganize them quickly um looking at our little run yeah I'd, i would expect us to pick up a fair number of points from those games but if we reach um boxing day um when we play cardiff if i mean we need to win that game anyway yeah but um yeah because they're one of the teams that we need to finish below us if we haven't got a decent run of results by then then at that stage we need to make a change because we're looking at a january window where we're gonna need to you know t- make some new new signings obviously part of that depends on what the budget is and that that's that's the chairman and the um american investors as to whether we're going to have the money to do it but um Absolutely, we need to have the right person in place with a plan who's had time to diagnose what's wrong with the team. And for me, I'm, at the moment, I'm not convinced that's Roy, but I hope it is. Yeah, well, is there any concerns with Roy? If you look at his career as a manager, we all know he's managed all around the world and managed some huge clubs, you know, Liverpool, Inter Milan, England. Um, but he's Malmo. never. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to go to Nuktamor Zamax in, in Switzerland. Oh. As, as is your right. Absolutely. <laughs> but my point is that of all the clubs, and I think there's close to 20 of them, he's never really been there very long. And I, I think that question marks then need to be asked in terms of, you know, you talk about Claudio Ranieri. I think he's the right manager to, to do what Fulham need right now. But I think we have to be realistic, he's not a long-term project. I think I see similarities, not in personalities, but in terms of careers between Claudio and Roy. Yeah, there's definitely some logic there. I mean, you... you you have to remember that Ranieri, albeit later in the season, you know he came into Leicester, you know when they were struggling and and did a miracle keeping them up, and then carried that form through. And you know, as we all know, they, they sort of fair, end of the fairy tale was winning the league. 
and then i mean i, I don't know your feelings on it but again it seemed to peter out and again that's why yeah. he's now at fulham he obviously got let go by and that's what i'm saying the things not peter out peter out with um hodgson i just uh, again i'm not taking anything away from the the the, the, the leicester winning the league i mean it, it it probably won't ever happen again it was a real freak thing and if tottenham had been a bit better for five or six games that would have been their opportunity to take advantage of city chelsea united not being any good um but huge credit to all involved Again, I personally agree. Ranieri will see Fulham safe. I just think it's it's going to work out. They've got the money. They've got they had they had a decent team before they blew yeah. hundred million quid, and they should have just maybe spent half that on two or three really quality players and, and supplement what they had. I think the problem with Roy, I've got no ill feeling towards him. I'm not certainly not calling for his head, and the the hand he's been dealt with the squad is what he's been dealt. He's not in charge of the money. I think he's he's a realist. He knows that he's not going to squeeze another 25 million quid out of the, the board mm. but in game as you, as you alluded to in game management there's things where you think why aren't you doing more to change this game now it's either reacting to a goal going a goal down or reacting to other teams it, making subs so is he reactive as opposed to proactive i think he is and uh, listen i'm not saying i think me dr and chris would sit here and say what our best 11 and slash formation is and all have something different so i'm not going to say to roy oh he's playing the wrong team yeah yeah we, that's that's football exactly but you sort of think there are things that you could be doing whether it's showing a little less loyalty and dropping a player who's had four or five bad games in a row and giving someone else a go and in this instance it's max mayer you know he's a this wonder kid who we've signed on big wage he should have gone in sooner jimmy max not had a great time of it but again you have to tr- you have to trust the manager to an extent and but he's not he doesn't do himself any favors within the 90 minutes of the game i've got no real feeling towards him i really like him in the wider context but you have to you know i like i'd like warnock and at, at one point i like pardew you have to you can only judge them with what the results are because what goes on behind the scenes we're not privy to mm. so you can't you can't use that in Roy's favour or use it against him. You have to judge it as you see it on a Saturday or a Sunday. The, yeah. the, mo- the most annoying thing when it comes to Roy recently has been playing players out of position. So, me personally, I don't think Max Meyer yeah. is a wide... And did MacArthur wi- play right? Yeah. yeah, but MacArthur last season, he did play that in a 4-4-2, but he had Ruben Loftus-Cheek on the other side. And my, my thoughts on Max playing out wide is that, yes, he might be technically good enough to play out wide there, mm. But he's not. I don't think he's physically strong enough. Whereas Ruben Loftus-Cheek, what we saw last season when he was playing four-four-two formation, was that he can, you know, shrug off the defenders that come and push him, and he he has the physical capabilities. Whereas Max doesn't. I see Max more as a central midfielder. Whereas yeah. if that's more advanced or sitting back, he's more he's more better suited to playing central. When you've got Punchin and Schlupp on the bench, and you're playing a midfielder is that, is it, out of position, yeah. it feels that. The first of all, that those players aren't trusted, the ones on the bench, and Roy doesn't believe in them. And it, as I said, it it feels square he- pegs round holes. The situation. I'm looking at the, the the Palace team here that started, and yes, there's lots of good players there, and there's good players on the bench, but it just feels that Maya should probably be playing centrally. Yeah. Townsend. Well, I don't know what I would have done. MacArthur centrally, so midfield three of MacArthur, Miovic and Quixote and Maya and Townsend either side of Ayu. But it feels that he wants to do the solid banks of four and is too scared to lose games. Yeah, that's that has been the case. I've said this so many times. I think that's the reason why we haven't got so many results because we'll rather get the draw get yeah. a point then push on for the free and that has costed us because we've been so defensive minded and that's due to just staying up in the Premier 
Premier League, if you go down in the Premier League, you're in big trouble because of massive, the, the, yeah, especially a club you, like Palace because they've not got the rich benefactors that other Premier League clubs have. Yeah, and I think I think even Roy said it earlier on in the season. I think the main objective is to survive. Then after that, then we'll see what happens. So it's just it's just one of them things. It's just the mentality. I don't know if that's coming across to the players, and that's why we haven't scored that many goals this season. It could be a possibility. We want to survive and not push on to top 10 and, and well we don't want the glory exactly we don't <laughs> want the glory we just want the money we just want the money that's what we want and I think it's cost us in our approach on how we've played so far this season yeah Chris are you happy with the way the team's been set up would you like to see him try something perhaps a little bit more experimental and flexible and fluid I think he needs to do something different yeah um, I mean it, it's that Einstein thing isn't it you know if you try the same thing uh, a lot of times, then you're going to the get definition the same of result. insanity. Yeah, exactly, and that, that's exactly where we are now because we're getting these same results every game by making one mistake at the back. So keeping it tight and you know trying to hold the point isn't working. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is, and we've talked about this a little bit, is that central striker position, and I think we need to we need to talk about Sorloth, Um because oh, we will. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he, you know, you need a target man for the the style of football that we're trying to play of having wingers and. We currently don't have it unless we play Sorloth. Um And, you know, I mean, Ayu can't do it. I mean, he can't even jump when he's when the ball's coming <laughs> in to defend. Um, the irony being, I mean, he, he actually had a very good first half, as both Albert and Dr said earlier. Um, but the, the issue with that being that he had a very good first half by running down the wing, crossing the ball. Oh, there's no one there because you're supposed to be there to, on the end of the cross. Yeah. So, yeah, very frustrating. We, we definitely need to adopt a new structure. And we need to make the best of the players we've got people like Maya need to be given that space to run and that's not happening at the moment yeah Jordan are you three seasons in the Premier League relegated with Aston yeah. Villa relegated with Swansea could he make it a hat-trick the signs are very ominous uh dear hold your thoughts right. gonna take a quick break from Ali to Zaha we've got it covered love sport radio do you wear glasses think you're paying too much for your glasses yeah want to try them out before you buy then go direct to Glasses Direct and get two pairs of new glasses with lenses from just £19. And with our free home trial, you can test drive them on friends and family before you buy. It's that easy. So, for your new glasses, you should go direct to glassesdirect.co.uk. New customers only, delivery 395. Conditions and exclusions apply. See website for details. The Lord's Tavners, the leading disability youth cricket charity in the UK, is all about giving young people a sporting chance. There are lots of events you can get involved in over the coming months, from the Lady Tavner's Christmas lunch with Jimmy Tarbuck to the Christmas Carol concert featuring Joanna Lumley. The charity continues to raise millions and last year alone donated over 40 minibuses to schools and clubs and provided over 3,900 cricket coaching sessions. Visit lordtavners.org to find out more information and how you can get involved. If you're a road cycling enthusiast, carinsuranceforcyclists.com rewards you when you get behind the wheel of your car. Your on-road cycling experience has made you more alert and road aware than the average car driver, and that deserves special attention. Let carinsuranceforcyclists.com source you the best car insurance deal, because good on two wheels means better on four. To find out how much you could save, call 0800 819 9319 and mention Love Sport Radio, or visit carinsuranceforcyclists.com. Fan Hub, the new 
at the Rewards Fans. Yes, you've heard it right. If you support your team, FanHub will support you. Simply select your club and the app automatically finds the cheapest train tickets and hotels for every fixture. It records how many miles you've done following your team with a leaderboard that shows the most dedicated. FanHub also rewards you with discounts and freebies from partners such as Uber, Just Park and Amazon. Download FanHub from the App Store and check in at the stadium to start earning rewards. There's no purchase necessary. FanHub. Fan loyalty rewarded. Measles and whooping cough are on the rise. Vaccinations can help prevent them. Are your child's up to date? Find out more. Search NHS vaccinations. Love sport. Welcome back. The Crystal Palace Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio till 9pm. England kick-off in a... Is it a friendly? Is it officially a friendly? Don't. Yeah, we're not sure. Yeah. They're Con- playing USA. It kicks convivial. off at 8 o'clock. Uh, Wayne Rooney will be saying his, his, his farewells at some point in that game. We believe the last 10 to 15 minutes he'll come on with the captain's armband. But from Wayne Rooney as a striker, we'll go to Crystal Palace's striking situation, <laughs> shall we call it. Um, Soloff <laughs> came off the bench at the weekend. Very nearly equalised late on and Christian Benteke is back in training. I feel like I know your views already on Jordan Ayew. Um, so where do we stand with our number nines? Do we persevere with these two or do we go out and try do something, persuade um, the board that if we are going to be safe this year, if we are going to continue to push on as a football club, we might have to go find someone new. How many transfer windows, how many of the last transfer windows have we all said we need We need a striker? We need a striker. And not just any striker. We need someone who's going to come in and, you know, even if it's 10 goals. Improve you. Know, you. In, exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, Benteke was a huge outlay, what, two, two years ago, just over two years ago. Great first season, shocking second season. We don't really need to go into that too much. I, st- I still think there's a player there, but he's clearly struggling. Um, my my thing with Benteke is he gets pelters when he plays and misses, but the difference between someone like Benteke and Soloth and Ayu is that Benteke gets into the position to either, even if it's a terrible miss, he gets into the position or he forces a save don't really see that a lot from Serloth and Ayu, albeit in a short space of time. But in January, we need a striker. Connor Wickham might as well have been turned into a lasagna. Like, <laughs> unfortunately, if I if I see one more picture of Connor Wickham in training, like like it's the second coming, but he I'm can't gonna... be the answer, can he? Connor no, he's not. Wickham? No, he's not. He's not. That's so the I, thing. I don't. Get... You, someone's out for so long, and it's like, oh, so so's back in training, and then you get back, it's like. Well, you weren't actually that brilliant before you got injured. With all due respect, it's completely. It's not even. It's not even that. Every time he comes back, he just he enters like he, he trains and he got he gets injured. I don't understand. And like this time, it's, it's a different injury. Palace is yeah, Andy Carroll. Yeah, yeah oh, but it's just, I think it's worse than Andy Carroll. Um, so we need we whether the money's there or not. We need to do something. We need to get a striker, and I know they're the hardest position to fill. Yeah, expensive, but something something needs to be done. That even if even if it's a championship striker who's who's doing moderately well. We can't try and pluck the, a, a, a lurch from the Norwegian league and hope that he's going to turn into. Have you had a look through the list of available strikers in the Championship? Because I, I did this. Yeah, um, let's, let's hear it. Oh my god. Okay. Well, I really ought to get it up um, okay. before I do that. <laughs> do the um, list first. So, Dr. Um, what do you think? While Chris gets his list up, uh, we've got we've got sh- two strikers in 
uh, Jordan I and Serloff, who's you know they're meant to be our main guys, but me personally i don't think they're premier league quality unfortunately and i know it could be a bit harsh if you're looking at Serloff. you could argue that he hasn't had enough time but his attitude just seemed poor we, he started against, really yeah he started against so he'd strike me as someone desperate for an opportunity well, well apparently he was he spoke to the media and he said that he deserves uh, he deserves an, you know, more more minutes at yeah. palace but then again um, Roy started him against Borough and then after I saw the Borough game I just I just had enough it's just Cross will get in, you know it will cross it into the box and then Solov was in the box as well but then he wasn't running onto the headers he just expected everything to land exactly on his head and that mentality is just poor and that was against Middlesbrough if you're in the Premier League you have to if you don't it, it's, going to, it's going to be very rare that you just stand still and the ball gets Put onto your head and then you just slot in. It's not you just have to have that mentality where you you, you want to go and chase down the, the ball. The worry for me there is I don't even think it's I don't even think it's an attitude thing. I just think it's a lack of a football brain. Mm. I'm, I'm, maybe his attitude's not great either. But for me, he look he looks genuinely lost. He doesn't look disinterested for me. He looks like he doesn't he doesn't know where when he should be making the run when he should be holding it looking up trying to play people in it just looks like a complete lack of yeah. intelligence chris have you got your list i have so yeah. what are these strikers from the championship who you think could do a job well, or a, a, no. a mixed bag um a mixed bag would be being polite frankly. Right, okay okay so we're 17 games polite. we're 17 games into the championship season so i'm basing this on these are the top scorers in in the championship so someone called neil mope at brentford 12 goals yep. in 17 games billy sharp sheffield united Two 10 goals. goals lucas jukovic birmingham nine goals lewis graben forest nine goals dwight gale west brom nine goals <laughs> timu pucky pucky norwich there you go nine goals um Chay adams eight bradley dack eight callum robinson eight dre rodriguez eight and then you go for how many down. goals has our top striker scored well, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's a different. Have any of your strikers scored? Exactly. <laughs> Isn't our top striker like Patrick Van Aanholt? He's a left. <laughs> so I was on six goals. Fraser Campbell at Hull is on six. So should never let him go. That, that, I believe it. <laughs> Neil Mopay's good, and, yeah. and Brentford are a selling club. Well, maybe, maybe that's that's. I mean, don't don't tell Roy because he'll buy him. And that. <laughs> but yeah, I I take your point. The rest of the list are, are either they've, they've been in the Premier League before and basically proven they're not to that level. So maybe you just have to yeah. be a little bit more creative. Yeah, I'm not. I'm. I'm really not optimistic of us getting a prolific striker. We're just going to. It's going to be massive risk. But let's just see what I, I know. I, I'm pretty sure we will get someone. But I'm just looking out there. Danny Welbeck. We'll, we were rumoured with him. He's gone yeah. out injured and out for the season for, with that horrific injury. So it's going to be so hard. We're going to take a massive gamble on a player. I'm pretty sure of it. But. Mm. It's, it's, it's all going to depend on if the gamble's going to work on. But it, you have to look at the scouts as well, because Serloff, as Albert said, he maybe he doesn't have a, like a football football brain. He, he does and look like he's got... He's, he's, but he how looks did like a Premier League footballer when you look at him physically. And in the, the division that he would have been scouted at and the goals that would have been scoring, you can understand why somebody looked at him and thought he was worth a go, surely. Yeah, but you should do better than that. You should... Uh, all right, look, physically, he might be strong but there's so many other players that's physically strong it's not about it's about football and brain and what you can bring onto the pitch and that's what the scouts should look at and it seems like they've done a poor job we've got it's not only Solov uh, Rakip who didn't play a game mm. for Palace Yak who's a defender we signed and he's on loan in Turkey to a bang average team I don't know where they are right now I'm pretty sure they're fighting relegation yeah so it's just 
all our transfers have been really bad. Hmm. And I don't know. Is yes, Roy has to do better with the and place it's been he's the got. Ca- it's been the case. It's it's not a Roy Hodgson. But it's it's been the case for how many years our recruitment has been. But we got Dougie, uh, Dougie Friedman. He's a sporting director, so isn't he? But, pre- but, it, but it, pre- it predates. I'm not saying I'm not giving him an excuse, but it predates him as well. Like Jordan Much, all these players that we splash so much money on, who have who have literally given us nothing. Um, it, it, we, we we need to really really improve that area. You look at, I mean, you can have a go at Fulham for you know blowing hundred million quid on these people, but at least some of those signings are like promising young. They will come at some point. Exactly. Even mm. if they and if they go down, they'll get value out of them. If Absolutely. we go down. Is Jordan Much going to walk into the team and drag us up the league and get us back into the Premier League? He's not. No, perhaps not. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So diplomatic. There's a chance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I don't want to get personal, Jake, but I mean, you look like a Premier League footballer, and the, the thing I'll is, take it. Yeah, yeah I, I can understand why you take <laughs> not it. Not in gold. I've got a bad wrist. Well, and yeah. this is where I was going <laughs> with this. Out is, have you actually got the skills on the day? I got Jamie Vardy. Little yeah, you need the old wrist band which I yeah, wear for two years. Carpal tunnel. Yeah, but the, the thing is, <laughs> yeah, that no, when, when, when you when you look at it, it's it's can you control the ball? Do you know where to run? And can you hit the target? And Sorloth fails all of those tests. There was a moment on Saturday when he tried to bring a ball down and Did it bounced off him. It bounced off his leg twice, but <laughs> that's each, each bounce went about ten yards above his head. It was it's quite something. Mm. It was quite oh, something. I've just had a thought because obviously the way Crystal Palace play. You kind of want a big striker, don't you? Oh, that, I was suggesting some. All right, you go ahead. Six foot see. plus. Oh, all right. Quick. All right, it's probably not Aaron's suggestion. Probably not too expensive. Free agent. I'm Does scared. it like the sound of I'm, this? No, I'm scared now. Free agent. If he's a free agent, there's a, a reason crap. why he's a free agent. No? There's a reason why he's a free agent. I'm scared now. No, go ahead. No. I mean, this guy has achieved things in the, in sport that nobody ever has. Oh, we've already done Adebayo. Yeah, Adebayo. Yeah, I was thinking no. about that. We've already done him. It's it's you. Usain Bolt. Usain Bolt. Bolt. <laughs> he's available. He's a striker. We've got form on signing people, so we can sell shirts as well. So don't don't bet against it. I won't be surprised. Exactly. The Just club. give him a trial. Easy money. We're you struggling with funds. You, you we brought can get Ben Teke's brother in, didn't you? On a yeah. on a trial for a bit. It's no different than that. Yeah, I guess we could get bought. The, 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 the sad thing is, it's not that ridiculous an idea. <laughs> no. Given our current state, <laughs> might yeah. be an improvement. Yeah. yeah, we could raise some funds with you know kit um, kit sales, and then afterwards mm. going a bit buy a bit. I player. was reading an interview with you saying today he says that Paul Pogba and Raheem Sterling say he can make it. Well, they're just that's what like, they told right, him. Polite, <laughs> despite they? the they're fact just, that yeah, exactly. do you remember Andy Keogh, the former Wolf striker? Oh yeah, yeah, he's obviously playing in America in Australia, and he said Usain Bolt had a touch like a trampoline in our sh- and yeah in the australian league as well is that with good? all due respect that out. Is that- it's not good <laughs> it's not good so yeah oh, you're saying know. if you're listening palace are after a striker so say no more boys i'm gonna be on the phone to you saying i'm gonna take a quick break this is love sport can you save money on your car insurance Chris did with a little help from a spokesman said.com. Getting real people, real savings. I'm Chris from Leicestershire, a truck driver. I went on a spokesman set, which was very easy to use for an old kit like myself. And the £300 savings enabled me to take my granddaughter to Pontins on holiday. Find quotes from over a hundred leading insurance providers at a spokesman said.com. Real people, real savings. Compare, switch and save with a spokesman said.com. Fighting for you, saving you money. Could you offer an abandoned or unwanted dog a loving home? If you can, 
All Dogs Matter would love to hear from you. Every year, All Dogs Matter rescue and rehome around 400 dogs across London and the home counties. But without people like you, this simply wouldn't be possible. Through no fault of their own, these dogs urgently need new loving homes. All Dogs Matter are counting on you to give one of our dogs a second chance in life. Visit alldogsmatter.co.uk You could make the main dealer's day by paying over the odds. Or you could go to Big Motoring World and save a fortune on up to 2,000 pre-owned BMWs, Mercedes, Audis and VWs in stock. Then with the money you saved, put a smile on your face with a cheeky weekend away for two. Give yourself a break at Big Motoring World. Just minutes from the M25. See bigmotoringworld.co.uk 1.7 seconds. It's over in a flash. This is the average view time of a video ad on a mobile device. Money worth spent, don't you think? Mark Pritchard, chief brand officer of Procter & Gamble, the world's biggest advertiser, has said that digital ads are annoying people with too much frequency. So, digital media, stick your algorithms up your... Anyway, radio is different. The average listener tunes in for over 21 hours every week. Your potential customers are listening right now. Grow your business with Love Sport Radio. The players are out. England, USA kicks off in just a matter of moments. We're going to head to your news here very shortly on Love Sport Radio, but still loads to talk about with Albert, Chris and DR on the Crystal Palace Fan Show, the guys from the Back of the Nest podcast. It is a third of the way through the Premier League season, so I want to ask the guys who's been your player of the year, who's who's been your young player, the year and who's been the most improved Crystal Palace fans I want your views as well 0208 70 20 558 is the number you need to ring or you can away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for McDonald's maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery you in order now on the McDonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonalds.com the TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Send me a tweet at Love Sport Radio. But yes, so much to talk about. Also, we haven't talked about Richard Scudamore yet. I promise you, we'll do that next. On 558am, online, on your smart speaker, and on digital radio, this is Love Sport News. From the Sky News Centre at 8, Theresa May has been hit by a wave of ministerial resignations and calls for her to go as Prime Minister. Esther McVeigh walked out of her cabinet over the divorce deal struck with Brussels, as did the Brexit Secretary Dominic Raab. I support this Prime Minister, but the reality is we all need to keep our promises. And as Conservatives, in our manifesto, we made a very clear commitment to exit the single market and the customs union. It would be devastating for us to row back on that commitment. In the House of Commons,
Commons her proposal got attacked from all sides. Some MPs claimed it hands too much money to Europe, that she's sold the people of Northern Ireland out and that she doesn't have the support to get it through Parliament. Then some of her own colleagues, including Jacob Rees-Mogg, handed in letters calling for a vote of no confidence in her leadership. I think a coup is when you use illegitimate procedures to try and overturn somebody who is in office. This is working through the procedures of the Conservative Party. It is therefore entirely constitutional. Coup is the wrong word. But tonight, the Prime Minister's remain defiant. Serving in high office is an honour and privilege. It is also a heavy responsibility. That is true at any time, but especially when the stakes are so high. In other news, a police officer in Cheshire has been found guilty of raping a 13-year-old girl. He met his victim after being called to a domestic incident at her home. In sport, the Premier League will introduce video assistant referees. Clubs decided at a meeting that the system will come in from the start of next season. Watford's operations director is Glenn Evans. VAR was discussed and will be implemented subject to technical issues being resolved. Was it a unanimous decision? Yeah. And after 15 minutes or so at scoreless between the Republic of Ireland and Northern Ireland in Dublin, England bid farewell to Wayne Rooney this evening. They're just kicking off against the USA at Wembley. That's the latest. I'm Barry Weir. Known originally as the Glaziers, this club are far from fragile. They've been building their nest in Selhurst Park. And the Eagles are ready to swoop in and bring out the claws this season. It's the Crystal Palace Fan Show on Love Sport. Welcome back to the Crystal Palace Fan Show. Just past half time on for the show. <laughs> but in other news, the England-USA game has just kicked off. I will once again just run through the starting lineup for you because it is a somewhat unfamiliar England side today. But I think me and the guys in the studio, Albert, Chris and DR, are in agreement that it's kind of nice to see some fresh new young faces involved tonight. So we've got Jordan Pickford in goal. Alexander Arnold starts at right back with Ben Chilwell at left back. Uh, Michael Keane and Lewis Dunk obviously making his debut. Lewis Dunk at centre half. Oh. <laughs> Look, he's the decent player, all right, guys. He's, so I hear. he's playing for England tonight. So but just a terrible human being. <laughs> allegedly, they are the views of Albert and not Love Sport Radio. <laughs> In central midfield, we have Fabian Delph and Harry Winks and Deli Alley with Jesse Lingard and Jaden Sancho also making his first competitive start for England either side of another debutant, Callum Wilson. Um, so we want to talk about your Player of the Season awards. Have we thought about it? Yes, it's not that Would hard. Would you like to be more fair. time? Really not hard. It's not. It's really not that hard. I so think, far, I, think, oh, yeah. I, I was yeah. hoping I'd do the next hour on this, boys. Oh, so. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even sure the events planner at Palace is thinking about it. <laughs> ah. um, so I'm going to hazard a guess um, that your player of the season is Wilfred Zaha. 
No. 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 <laughs> Brilliant. Right. So, <laughs> this feature suddenly works. Right, Albert, take it away. Who's your player of the season? Oh, well, I would have said Wilf Zaha, so you probably want to go to one of these. <laughs> <laughs> right, so yours is Wilf Zaha. It's not a clean sweep, though, which makes it interesting. DR, who's your player of the year so far and why? It has to be Wan Bissaka. He's been brilliant in defence and the way that he's coming to the side due to injuries and just settled in it's just been fantastic and I, I think there was this one stat of him I, I think he's only missed one challenge so far since time for Palace so he's a brilliant defender and that's and when he gave the penalty away yeah that's when he gave the penalty away <laughs> so he loves a tackle and he's very good at it and he's been really good for us so far this season as well most consistent player arguably arguably before like it depends between Hennessy and him for me anyways and Chris I suggest that you agree yeah very much if you want to add on what DR's sentiments there to to Aaron yeah well for someone to come into the team um, in the way that Wan-Bissaka has and to um, demonstrate you know how a a young player I mean it's it's just been a role role model of how someone who's young can come in and make the shirt their own yeah you know I mean I can't see a path I can't see a path back for Joel Ward unless you know there's an injury and obviously at the moment um, Wan-Bissaka does have an injury so Ward will get the chance to have the shirt back but otherwise you know Wambasaka will be our first choice right back yeah. for as long as he's with the club I, I have no doubt of that we'll get your other a few more months then <laughs> your, your young player and your most improved in the moment but just on that point with Aaron Wambasaka because it, it came out of nowhere basically got his opportunity didn't he because of injuries and there was basically no other option but what I find interesting about this is a similar thing well basically the exact same thing happened with Marcus Rashford it was yeah. when he was literally sixth, seventh choice, and he was on the bench, I think, for a Europa League game yeah. and ended up scoring on his debut. Um, then again, the same happened with Trent Alexander Arnold at Liverpool. It just makes me wonder how many brilliant talents have we got in these England academy systems and under 23 sides who just simply aren't getting an opportunity because there's three people already in a squad in his position. Simply all they need is a run of 10 games like. Wambasaka had and they it's the making of them it it beggars belief really you look at look at Reese Nelson and then you look at Jaden Sancho Sancho's starting today for these England. players are there he went, yeah he went abroad he was he was in a Man City Academy yep. Sancho and he decided that he wants to take you know. well, he was offered a, a contract at Man City £30,000 a week hadn't even played for their first exactly. team and he said no because I'm not going to play for you and he went to Dortmund and look at him now also how old is he imagine getting he's a teenager offered, exactly £30,000 yeah. a week it's just brilliant for him to even reject that and he went to Dortmund and look at him now he's in an England squad just like Ruben Loftus-Cheek um, at Chelsea as well yeah. he wasn't playing at Chelsea and then he came to Palace on loan and then his career changed he went to the World Cup so there's, there is there is talent there and I feel like over time players will be given more opportunities due to what's been happening there's been so many talented players that's coming up from academies like as you mentioned Trent Alexandra Arnold yeah. Marcus Rashford so teams have to look at it they have you know, maybe we have a next Marcus Rashford or Wan or Sancho. So I think players should be given more opportunities. So I think it ties, you know, it ties back in with what we were saying about the England team tonight, and what you know, Wayne Rooney being given a an opportunity in that there's there's nobody obvious to kick down those doors because these players. I mean, you've touched on Loftus Cheek there. Loftus Cheek comes to Palace. He he struggles to settle in, and I I didn't rate him to be honest. He gets injured. He goes away. He comes back. He's influential. Great player for the last 10, 11 games of our season, and helps us stay up. On the back of that, he goes to the World Cup, and you know. No, Harry Kane obviously, you know, ripped up a few trees. Ruben Loftus-Cheek came out of the World Cup 
with people saying, oh, he's a great player. You know, when he came on, he influenced, changed the games, looked really promising. He's gone back to Chelsea. Yeah. And he's... Can't get a game. He's on the bench, if he's lucky, and he gets a run out in the Europa League. Once they're 4-0 up. Be- exactly. Because... Which is no good to anyone, is Chelsea it? aren't going to let him go anywhere else for less than 25, 30 million quid. Mm. And with the best intentions, who, who wants to pay that for someone who's not that much tested? Mm. And... And he's probably, like you say, the most promising person who's not, you know, he's not a teenager. He's, you know, he's, he's got Premier League experience. And he can't, he can't even, he can't even get, a, get, on the, get on the pitch with Chelsea. So people like Sancho have to go, you know, I'm, I'm sure Dortmund aren't paying him a, a pittance, but yeah. they have to go away to get these opportunities. And for, we do it to ourselves as a, as a footballing nation. When you look at clubs like Chelsea, it's more like a business for them. They're Completely. You, they're loaning out so many players and they get fun, uh, money from it. So it's like it's, it's just a business strategy Didn't for Chelsea. did we pay seven million quid or something to loan Patrick Bamford for a year? And I think I, it's, uh, yeah, a, it's a just, similar amount for Loic Remy. Like, imagine that, nothing though. out of it. That's, that's, that's brilliant, but... Well, it's brilliant, brilliant for them. For Chelsea, yeah, yeah, brilliant for Chelsea, but it just it just shows that some clubs care more about the money. But you know, there's, you're going to look at Chelsea. You're going to say, look, you have got that much chances players that you're letting go. Um, wouldn't it be better to keep them and let them play instead of selling them for money? And yeah, because at the end of the day, they paid how much? Sixty million for Morata. Seventy million quid. Yeah, seventy. Yeah, when they could have got someone else. And from the academy, you yeah. could potentially. But do things are without a doubt getting better. We obviously, you look at all the England youth sides; they've won major tournaments, all of them, over the last couple of years. The England national side seniors made the semi-finals of a World Cup, very nearly made the final if they just had a little bit more on the day. And you look at the starting lineup today: Pickford, so young; Alexander Arnold, Ben Chilwell, Lewis Dunk. Don't make a noise. Jaden Sancho, <laughs> Harry Winks, um, Jesse Lingard. There are so many exciting young talented players so things are without a doubt getting better you obviously mentioned Reese Nelson we've mentioned Phil Foden it's a really really exciting time they, for getting, English football they're but, getting better but how do you go about at the top clubs getting them opportunities because the Marcus Rashford and Trent Alexander-Arnold situations are incredibly unique that's it I mean I mean that's where it falls down for me the under 17s the under 18s they go away to these tournaments and they win you know they compete and they win these tournaments because they're decent players but the thing is the equivalent you know we we could beat Spain under 17s under 18s under 19s whatever but the difference is those players in the in that Spain youth side will nine out of ten of them will end up playing first team football within yeah. the next two or three years so they might not be you know we, we might be able to turn them over in an international tournament but the reality is can you say the same about the England players? They might have won that tournament, but are they going to, in two years' time, are they going to be starting week after week in the Premier League? The yeah. Chances are they're not. When do the likes of the next Aaron Wan-Bissakas get their opportunities in Premier League clubs without it just being a crisis of injuries? It's a really, really interesting debate. We're 10 minutes into this game, England versus USA. There's been a couple of good chances so far for England, very much in control. I had a very, very decent penalty shout just a couple of moments ago, which was turned down by the referee. I mean, went down a little bit easy and wasn't really going towards goal, but you've certainly seen them given before. Um, we've got the guys, player of the season, so far a third of the way through we're going to have a quick breather when we get back we'll do a young player and most improved love sport 558 am love sport i work for a spokesman said.com we can help you save money on your home insurance all you need to do is visit a spokesman said.com and find out if we can find you a better deal it's the brian moore show with the pitbull and james greyhound gray but obviously, you've not got kids who don't understand that, and, and why would you? Yeah, and it's not exactly. relevant. Yeah. But if he's missing that, and the thing is, he does. They, they only are at that sort of age. 
for a little while mm. and it's very soon they become manipulative cynical horrible <laughs> little people who contrive in any way possible with blackmail emotionally physically and everything to get whatever they want they are the the worst sort of or best negotiators in the world because they are totally unscrupulous they're immoral <laughs> it's the Brian Mall show with the pitbull and James Greyhound Gray join the pack weekdays from 3 p.m. on love sport Love Sport, 558 AM. It's Crystal Palace Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio with you till 9pm and then the Charlton Athletic guys will be in with me till 10pm. Nil-nil still in England, USA. England very much in charge so far. Very nice football, very open game, which is lovely to see. So we're doing our very random season awards a third of the way through. Um, we've had a vote for Player of the Year from Albert for Wilfred Zahar, correct? Very correct. Correct. DR has voted for Aaron Wan-Bissaka, as has Chris. So, we'll move on now to most improved, only because I believe oh, that the young okay. player, we may have another couple of votes for the same chap. So, most improved, back when you were a kid, this was the one that I used to sit at the back with the rest of the lads thinking, please not be me, please not be me. It just means I'm rubbish, but I got a little bit better by the end of the season. But sometimes it can actually mean that they have genuinely really improved from maybe a squad player a first team player to being a real vital cog in the side have you got anyone at Crystal Palace who's really really pushed on and changed people's opinions of them over the last say six months Albert starting with you again uh, I would I don't know if this is controversial or not I don't care if it's controversial I would probably say most improved is, is. Is, is Patrick Van Arnholt oh, because right. whilst, whilst there's been lapses at the back I can't necessarily think I can't pinpoint any of those lapses on Patrick Van Arnholt and his. I mean, his attacking play has always been good. Yeah, I feel he's improved, not a huge amount, but when he wasn't great, even a little amount is a huge improvement. I think he's put improved a lot in his positional sense and rarely gets beaten a lot and just just seems a lot more solid. Unpopular opinion, but Wayne Hennessy. I think he's the most. <laughs> See, I think he's the most. Why was that, Albert? Like, you made a noise. I did. Oh, no, I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, he's been. I haven't seen Wayne Hennessy. This he's a close second. Is, yeah, it, is it because you signed a, a new goalkeeper in the summer and it's really kicked, his, yeah, kicked him into gear and he's realised he might lose his spot? The problem with Hennessy has been that he hasn't been consistent. You'll have one good game, five bad games. But so far this season, he hasn't really had a mm. major. You know, bad game, and it's it's quite impressive because this is probably the best he's played since he's been at Palace, and so far this season, you he's probably my most improved player. Yeah. Are you suggesting that obviously, obviously, Gaeta came in the summer, but before that, that Speroni wasn't pushing him hard enough for that number one spot? Yeah, you could say that, but I I, I just don't know what exactly it is that that could be the situation. Because needs competition, doesn't he? Yeah, he does, and maybe that competition has helped him to be who he is today, but. Some people I don't understand. Some people still want it to be dropped. There's just there's just I'm a still, case. There's I'm a still case. not convinced by him in the sense of you look where you are in the Premier League table. For me, Wayne Hennessy represents completely why you are where you are. Not a liability, not rubbish, but is very limited. And if Crystal Palace have aspirations of being higher, which of course they do, then I think realistically you'll have to move away from someone like Wayne Hennessy. Yeah, you could say that, but then 
we've uh, well I've seen Vincenzo guys play against Middlesbrough and he wasn't that great he seemed a bit sloppy when, when the ball came towards him and he was yeah, not catching he's a, balls he's a foreign keeper in a you know in a, in a new environment I think you know Wayne Hennessy's only played English football albeit at, all, at varying degrees and again I am not such, I, I think Hennessy's like you say he's in the best vein of form that we have seen him in so I'm not saying off with his head get rid of him get the other guy in but you do you do sort of have to think that and again it's all speculation but we signed him last January Guaita but it was to join in the summer and you, there was talk that Barcelona and the player himself were trying to work out how they could get out of the pre-contract with Palace because Barcelona wanted to sign him so he's obviously got obviously got quality there and he was I think he was in the team of the season in La Liga so you do wonder, you know, it, it's good that Hennessy's in a rich reign form. I think Dean Kiley has probably got a lot of credit yeah. to take from that as well. He's come in and seen... By all accounts, apparently a very, very good goalkeeper. Yeah, He's One of the best around. But you do wonder, uh, the, 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 it might be burning a little bit slowly, but you you know, you know, do think the fuse on Hennessy is, is still slowly ebbing away and it's going to be a matter of time before Guaita comes in, whether that's this season, January or, or next season. Okay, Chris, your most improved, please. Well... Both Albert and Dr have picked people who I would have been tempted to pick. So, oh, by the way, we've had a tweet in from Nick Gillard who says, "Great shout on PVA." Mm. So, a nod for you, yeah. not for you, Dr. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> try again on the young players, PVA. mate. You but, keep plugging yeah. away. <laughs> I think the thing is that they're both right. There have been massive improvements in those two, and I'm going to deliberately not replicate that because it was a waste of time. Otherwise, <laughs> so Mamadou Sakho is is the one for me. Big because, Mama. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, so the, he ended last season, having been a great signing for us, in my opinion. He looked sloppy, he was making silly mistakes. He's not been doing that as much for me this year. In fact, he's looked like a really strong centre-back. And you know, apart from anything else, he's the only one who doesn't look like he's made of glass and you know, regularly going to be out on injury. So and he's the only one to do a, a, Cruy- a Cruyff turn on the edge of his oh, own I area. Love yeah, he's, like that. he's just when, crazy. When, when Leicester had Sol Bamba back in the day, <laughs> we played Real Madrid Madrid in a pre-season friendly it must have been five or so years ago Kaka was still there basically oh wow and Sol Bamba did a Cruyff turn in his own penalty area against I think it was Karim Benzema who went sliding in and just <laughs> left him there on his backside and uh, honestly after that game I went into the club shop and got Bamba on the back of my shirt makes you feel alive guess it? what he left two weeks later <laughs> <laughs> till this true day, story till this day till this day whenever Sacco has the ball I'm just nervous yeah uh, he's just he's just, he's such a crazy so guy so many centre halves like it but do you know what they're always like that but they, not they get away with it it just I don't know they just that's how they play but they always get away with it. Yeah, but I just it, prefer... It looks, it I pre- looks like they're not in control, but they kind of are. I prefer a uh, like, defender like James Tompkins, who's more composed, where Saka, he just, every time he gets the ball, he's just, mm. his feet, I don't understand how... It, no, it just, no, no, I know It's exactly all over the place. Mean. I'm just You're so terrified. scared. Yeah, exactly. Those nerves are exactly... You know, I mean, I, I recognise that, but I felt that far more at the end of last season mm. than I do now. And that that's the point I'm making about the improvement, is that he still has that craziness in him, and it will happen again. Yeah. But... It would have happened every other game at the end of last season, and now it's happening maybe once every six, and I think that's better. Brilliant. Right, so, Young Player of the Year. Again, we'll go from right to left. Albert, who have we got? That is where I would put Aaron Wambasaka in the <sighs> chat. Because you can't let Matt, you can't give him both. Can is, it gonna be a, is it going to be a clean sweep? Is, is it a clean sweep? That's an unwritten rule. It's not a clean sweep. <laughs> right, we'll carry this on then. So, Albert, Young Player of the Year for you, Aaron Wambasaka. Aaron Wambasaka. I mean... Kind of by Anything default because he's the only young, he's mm. the only young player. In <laughs> exactly. <the team>. Yeah. <laughs> However, I'll push. I'll push the age to twenty-three. 
if you're eligible to win the Premier League Young Player of the Year, which is 23, then you can win this award, these fake awards that Still mean absolutely nothing. Still Aaron Wambasaka. Does that not change yeah. anything in your no, squad? No, no, no unfortunately anything. not. In yeah. terms of our 25-man squad, it's got to be Aaron Wambasaka. But actually, I, I think we need to light a fire under Roy to say that you need to be picking other people. Um, so I'm, I'm going to pick someone who hasn't started a game for us yet. Brilliant. Um, Let's hear it. And that's James Daly, um, the striker, who... you know. At the end of the day, we don't have anyone who can play the striker role properly, so we might as well give a chance to someone who no one's heard of. James Daly is a striker. He's there. He's ready. He's 18 years old. Mm. That's you know, that's good. I enough pride for me. myself, Chris, on knowing a lot about every football club, and I have to confess, I had never heard of him before. You're right <laughs> through your notes there, and <laughs> not not there at all. Yeah. Good. Right. Dr. It's just sorry. Yes. Aaron Wan-Bissaka. Yeah. It has to be Aaron Wan-Bissaka. There's no. First of all, there's not that many young people in our squad it's probably Wan Bissaka who's the youngest so you, you'll win it automatically anyways but he deserves it by as I said before how he's played so yeah he has to be Wan Bissaka for me well congratulations AWB you've picked yourself up a few <laughs> fake awards you have to come to the Love Sports studios to pick them up um, producer Patches will be there ready to hand them over to you he loves the nickname Patches I've been shake, shaking the head out through the glass we're going to take a quick break 20 minutes in England USA still nil nil and after that we're going to talk about Richard Scudamore and how Crystal Palace have found themselves quarter of a million out of pocket today. It's all in the name. Love Sport Radio. When looking for the best possible deal for his car insurance, Jim went on a spokesman said.com and saved hundreds. I'm Jim. I'm a radio presenter based in Glasgow. I couldn't believe how expensive the car insurance for our Citroen C4 Picasso was going to be from my existing insurer. I went on a spokesman said and saved an incredible £600. Just amazing. Signing up to a spokesman said, best thing I could have done. Find quotes from over 100 leading insurance providers at a spokesman said.com. Getting real people, real savings. Compare, switch and save with a spokesman said.com. Do you wear glasses? Think you're paying too much for your glasses? Yeah! Want to try them out before you buy? Then go direct to Glasses Direct and get two pairs of new glasses with lenses from just £19. And with our free home trial, you can test drive them on friends and family before you buy. It's that easy. So, for your new glasses, you should go direct to glassesdirect.co.uk. New customers only, delivery 3 95 Conditions and exclusions apply. See website for details. If you're a road cycling enthusiast, carinsuranceforcyclists.com rewards you when you get behind the wheel of your car. Your on-road cycling experience has made you more alert and road aware than the average car driver, and that deserves special attention. Let carinsuranceforcyclists.com source you the best car insurance deal, because good on two wheels means better on four. To find out how much you could save, call 0800 819 9319 and mention Love Sport Radio or visit carinsuranceforcyclists.com. The Lord's Tavner. The leading disability youth cricket charity in the UK is all about giving young people a sporting chance. There are lots of events you can get involved in over the coming months, from the Lady Tavner's Christmas lunch with Jimmy Tarbuck to the Christmas Carol concert featuring Joanna Lumley. The charity continues to raise millions and last year alone donated over 40 minibuses to schools and clubs and provided over 3,900 cricket coaching sessions. Visit lordtavners.org to find out more information and how you can get involved. Love sports.
Yes, yeah, so I was banned from Wolves for two years. Uh, fully deserved, in my yeah. opinion. Two entire years I was banned from why? Premier League Football Club. Um, I can't say why. Oh, okay. Um, but it was the back end of my university years. I was, I was working for a company. I was writing, doing Premier League match reports. Um, it was the year that Wolves got relegated, and I did a story, basically. And it involved somebody who has since been working here for Love Sport Radio. I don't think they realise. Um, oh, wow. The club really didn't like what I'd written, although it was 100% factual because I had quotes and I'd recorded it on my, my dictaphone. Nobody else had these quotes. <laughs> I published it. The next day, Wolves on their website released an official statement saying my story was completely utter rubbish. I emailed the club and said, well, look, can you take that down, please? Because that's incorrect. I have... I have proof and they made me send over the audio and they then they then took the thing down but the thing was I was then sent to by this company Wolves versus Manchester United the next weekend and my accreditation got banned they 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 turned me away so what my employers did because I'd actually done a correct thing and a a good article they sent me to the FA Cup semi-finals against uh, Liverpool and Stoke so Who's Stuff laughing you now? Wolves. In your total totalitarian state at yeah, Molyneux. That's what happened. Good for you, man. Thank you. That was the days yeah, and now of, you're of a real journalist. What happened? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there was a story. Um so yeah, that was a somewhat of a tangent. What were we going to talk about? Oh yeah, Richard Scudamore. He oh. today <laughs> talking, <laughs> yes. of, talking of injustice. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the, the, mine was a real injustice. Yeah. <laughs> I was just fighting the good fight for all journalists out there. Richard Scudamore has done a wonderful job for 19 years. He's created the Premier League. He has. He's done a wonderful job. What he has done in the time that he's been there and where he leaves things, I put that in inverted brackets. And I'm going to stop right there because Jesse Lingard has just found what Soccer M like to call the top bin. That was a very, very nice finish. Manchester United's Jesse Lingard has just picked up the ball far left of the 18-yard box and has curved that in the very top stanchion of Brad Guzan's goal. So it is 1-0 to England and from what we've seen, a very well-deserved uh, lead indeed. Very nice stuff from England so when far. We nice see to see. Jesse Lingard doesn't score normal goals, does he? Alright, is that is that aimed at us? Because, you know, we've seen him score from outside the area <laughs> it, at Wembley. It wasn't at, Wembley. <laughs> at Wembley as well. Oh, exactly. He's inside the area for that one, so <laughs> benefit of the doubt. I cannot ever celebrate when that man scores. What's wrong with Jesse Lingard? What's wrong with Jay Lingard? Stole our FA, FA Cup. Cup. FA Cup final. Sorry, boys. Yeah, it's a raw, raw To be fair, apparently, it's too very, soon. To be fair, he's a very nice person, so yeah. apparently. Anyways. I like Jay Lings. There's so my cheeky dog. little dance. <laughs> so if you're listening, Jesse. I mean, he's not. We can see he's playing yeah. football. <laughs> well, you just have to use that phrase for everyone <laughs> if you're listening. So, back to Scudamore. Um, £5 million. £250,000 contributed by each Premier League club. The idea behind this was put forward by Bruce Buck, the Chelsea chief executive, a, a very good close friend of Richard Scudamore. That's that's not you know telling things that aren't it's, it's, it's common knowledge. So Bruce went to the Premier League committee and said, wouldn't it be nice to reward and honour Richard for his 19-year service and give him a departing gift? Can all 20 Premier League clubs contribute £250,000. Basically, for this to be passed at the Premier League committee, you needed 14 of the 20 clubs to vote yes. And as I say that, Alexander-Arnold has just scored again. Um, it's a, a lovely finish, side-footed, drilled into the bottom corner, 2-0 to England. We're just not going to be able to talk about no. every I time think, we mention I think him. Richard Scudamore is conspiracy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. conspiracy. So, so 14 clubs basically needed to say, to say yes for this to be passed through. 
as far as I'm aware, and we are led to believe there were five Premier League clubs who were not keen on paying it. Those teams were Fulham, Wolves, Leicester, Burnley and Palace. But unfortunately, there wasn't enough... Well, I say unfortunately. There were not enough others for this not to be passed through. Richard Scudamore didn't have to accept the £5 million. It was a, an option put towards him, but he said he will take it. <laughs> he wouldn't. <laughs> well, and, and exactly. And, and only, only if you're sure. <laughs> no, and, and that's where you can't necessarily criticise someone, because if we found ourselves in the same boat, would we turn down £5 million? Um, Richard Scudamore's salary is basic 900000 but after bonuses, which he, I believe, has met throughout his tenure it rises to a salary of two and a half million pounds every oh, single year salary. poor bloke <laughs> so the question kind of is because I, I do want to balance this out as much as i possibly can but i know the reaction to fans and some of the other clubs today for this news is obviously not good i'm going to go through a couple of, of quotes so dan rowan the, the bbc reporter he's, he's been hot on this today he, he stayed he was at the committee meeting and waiting for the chairman each one of them to walk out and try to speak to them to, to get a word um david gold the west ham owner said in uh, quotation marks he deserves it uh, he thinks the bonus is very appropriate and that anyone criticizing this are simply just looking for trouble taxpayers uh, probably paying west ham share aren't they let's be honest the spurs chairman daniel levy if you bear with me two seconds also stopped to speak to dan outside the meeting um bear with, here we are and he says we are all very supportive he has a unique knowledge and experience all the clubs are behind it and i'll just my last point on this is that richard scudamore is obviously leaving the premier league as a full-time employee however he will remain on in a consultancy basis which i can only presume i don't know he will not be doing that consultancy for free what are your chaps views this evening but knowing that crystal palace were against giving the two hundred and fifty thousand, i find it ridiculous i don't i honestly don't understand why we have to pay money to someone all right he's done a good job but if if you if you think he's done a good like it's the Chelsea chairman um, Bruce Buck yeah Bruce Buck if if he thinks he's done a good job then you pay him out of your pocket why do we have to pay for someone like that there's been you know the ticket prices has been rising in the Premier League ever so much for uh, the big teams etc this money could be used elsewhere give it to grassroots football why do you have to give it to someone like he's leaving he's done a good job I just I honestly don't understand it. I don't know if I'm missing something but. He doesn't deserve. We don't have to pay him fifty grand currently as a club. <laughs> but, but is, is DR is missing anything? No, I, I, fu- I fully agree with. I fully agree with the sentiment. I get. I, I, I'd, I'd struggle to. I mean, even at the top level, you know, your United fans and City fans. I'd, I'd be surprised if, if they're uh, talking purely fan base, if there was anywhere near fifty percent of people who approve it, because we all know how expensive. Okay, there's a lot of money sloshing around in the Premier League. Um, but we all know as fans how much it costs us to follow your club and mm. yeah again and, and, and listen palace rejected it so i'm not going to sit here and and say why why well, it's not it? official this is this is reports that those are the five clubs but yeah i, I do believe that palace but said, when said when no. we sit here when we sit here and say oh you know we, we can't we're struggling to afford a striker blah 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 blah, blah to, to then to then hear that we have no choice to to but to line his pocket to the tune yeah. of a quarter million quid um 
you know, yeah, he did a good he did a good job. Yes, the Premier League is a global brand, and we have reaped the rewards of that. But yeah. the bloke got paid for it, and like you say, even basic, he was taking home nine hundred grand. And if he's hitting his bonus every which, year, but which the Premier League clearly years, was exactly, yeah, you know, he's he's not hard up. I'd, I'd again, as you, someone's alluded to, if it was a donation that was then called the, I read an article about it that said you know if it was uh, went into a pot the Richard Scudamore fund that then filtered its way down to grassroots yeah all for it all for it but you know it's he's created a he's created a, a great league but again you look at re- allegations that have come out all the stuff about Man City and the financial doping at the top end he's created that framework yeah. um, does he deserve to be you know financially rewarded for not doing the job anymore yeah chris hold your thoughts on that i want to get yours as well we'll go through this for for another 10 or so minutes because it's a huge talking point today that has got the whole the whole of the country really talking my views really are that if you're going to leave a company if you want to reward someone there are so many other ways of doing that than not or than giving five million pounds just my thoughts it's the Brian Moore Show with the Pitbull and James Greyhound Grey. Mrs Moore must be doing a lot of laundering of Ryder Cup <laughs> gear this week. I'm lucky she just happens to be connected with the organiser, which is quite nice. Quite oh, nice she works for the European Tour, doesn't she? Yes, she does. It's not what you know, Brian, as usual. Well, as you will know. Oh, I grew up, your, I had it hard your, in Halifax. From your public school background, it isn't it? Obviously, it's never, it's never what you know. I haven't married as well as you, Brian. <laughs> We've not married as often as me, that's why. <laughs> it's the Brian Moore Show with the Pitbull and James Greyhound Grey. Join the pack weekdays from 3pm on Love Sport. We've all got one, and we're not afraid to put it on display. Our opinions, that is. Share yours now at Love Sport Radio on Twitter, or call us 0208 70 20 558. Love Sport Radio, your fan station. This is Love Sport. England 2-0 against USA brings back memories of the World Cup being sat in this studio watching England and they're winning again which is brilliant to see playing very very well Trent Alexander-Arnold and Jesse Lingard Jay Lings with the two goals for Gareth Southgate's men just over half an hour played this is the Crystal Palace fan show here on Love Sport Radio Jake Watson joined by the guys from the back of the Ness podcast so let's get your views Chris on the news there Richard Scudamore's gift departing gift of £5 million thanks Jake so um, I've I've got a few views on this um, you'll be unsurprised to hear so um, the first being is that you know, the pe- when people leave where I work, um, they they get a little gift. You know, people I get a watch. club round. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a watch or a, a round of shots. clock, or yeah, or, we'll, or we'll buy, maybe we'll buy you a drink. That's don't what get happens. Five million quid. Um, secondly, I mean, yeah, I mean, if you're going to try and put this in perspective, then you know that's two weeks of Benteke's wages. So it's it's not that big of a deal. Um, however. Um, the, the main thing that I, that I think is you need to, you need to analyse why it is that these things happen. This is absolutely typical of the boss class. You know, we, we, we see it with bankers, we see it with executives. You know, it's a revolving door, and they move from job to job and rinse everyone at the bottom of the social strata. That's the way that life works. Having said that, um, you know. It, 
if you look at the product that the Premier League is and the amount of money that it generates now, that has increased massively as a result of the intervention and work of Scudamore Absolutely. and the other TV people. guidance. So they have, they have brought a huge amount of extra revenue in. Now, lots of that has then gone into private pockets and you know that you know we, we can have a view on whether that's been good for football or not. Um, it's certainly not been great for community football and for clubs lower down the pyramid. Um, but, the, I mean, above all, um, you know, I mean, I'm going to bring it down to a partisan point, which is that, you know, you, you've named a number of clubs that um, voted in favour. It looks like we only needed one more to vote the correct way. Yeah. It sounds like Brighton voted the wrong way, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> right, don't want your views on that. <laughs> but uh, what I find strange as well with this is that Scudamore has been the Premier League chief for 19 years. Now, throughout that time... A number of teams have played in the Premier League, not just the current 20. I mean, there are a couple who have only been in the Premier League for two seasons, and teams like Aston Villa, who've been in there for 17 of the 19, and aren't paying anything. So, yeah, I find that strange. Yeah, completely agree. Like, what, what, you know, Wolves, who've been at what, been at the league for what, four or five years? Yeah. Literally turned up, and it's. (laughs) I'm sorry, what? Yeah, it's. It's madness. I mean, it, th- I mean, that's a, that's where the whole thing fall apart. Really, it's like why? Why is it only the current twenty? Especially when apparently it's being paid over three years. I think they're saying. Yeah, it is. It's spread over three years. Can we pay our bit in year three? And you know, maybe and see who's in the Premier League. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe pay it next season. <laughs> Put us down for next season. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's 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 a it's a smack in the face at every at every conceivable level for for the foot. You know, the, the people that actually dish out their hard-earned mm. every week to go and see their team or have to spend 60 quid to buy a shirt um he doesn't need it there's other ways of doing it again if it was in his name and donated it'd been a great idea but it's just it's i think it's, it just shows a real lack of class and the fact it's been suggested by you know a, another multi-millionaire yeah. another multi-millionaire who yeah i could go on about it i just think it's disgusting Chris, yeah, I, I've got one more thing to add, and it, Go it's, ahead. It's, it's it's a comparison, really, which is that it really disappoints me that our club, um, you know, yeah, we voted against it, but we are ultimately going to have to pay up, and yet you look at one of the things that our club is refusing to do, which is to pay matchday staff the London living wage. Uh, this is lo- absolutely wrong. Every club should be mandated yeah. to do that. There was a whole host of Premier League clubs still not paying the living wage, paying minimum but not the living wage. And I don't understand that you have to pay it. It's like it's a donation it's not part like of being a, in, in a committee unfortunately it's it's the way it works it's, that's, it's a that's majority. the thing if you, you want to like politics dear. It, well yeah as, rubbish as, as like i don't understand if you want to pay it then you can go ahead like chelsea chairman mm. definitely um well what happened to a nice 50 to. quid john lewis so, voucher in a card well exactly that's exactly i mean i'd be chuffed with that dear richard a, bon- a bonus off I've, I've never no. i've never had the the fortune of leaving a job on my terms i'll be happy, <laughs> I'll be happy if i get 10 pounds <laughs> on a five million fair and what, what sort of gift is that probably yeah. the best gift ever but <laughs> I'll, I'll, again i'll throw something at you guys to try kind of do this from a, a different angle why do you think this is that this situation has angered so many people when you consider as you mentioned it's effectively two weeks of christian benteke's wages alexis sanchez earns double that every single week i mean lots of premier league players are earning that much money every single week and for whatever reason we don't seem too bothered about that agents are receiving millions of pounds just for helping transact a transfer when quite frankly the player could probably do it himself with his dad doing it for free managers when they get sacked 
receive payoffs of multi-millions of pounds just for being rubbish at their job. Um, the th <laughs> there's, there's so many other things within football where extortionate amounts of money are being spent, which we seem to kind of have just accepted, yet for some reason, the man who has made all of this possible, we are upset that we're going to reward him scratching for, for, for leaving. <laughs> no, I, I completely agree. C certainly the agent thing, I think, is you know, uh, is one of the, again, it's, that's a long-standing problem in football, the money that, there's a lot, again, there's a lot of money that comes into football and goes out to you know, sources that, you know, aren't having any real say on on improving the quality of football or lower league levels but i, I think the i think the the thing that um probably works against scudamore in this instance is that it's you know it's one man who's yeah he's done a he's got he's done a fantastic job i'm not denying that and mm. we, we reap the reward to that but he's done he's done well enough out of it already so why why is it why is it for the you know the 20 clubs to 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 sort him out a bit more, yeah. you know. Well, you know, welcome him at a Premier League game, parade him around the pitch at half time, and give him a. If anybody wants to give him a round of applause, but give him his thirty ninth game. Give him his. Well, don't get me started. He can oh, play in goal. Will that go away <laughs> now that he's going away? Probably not. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, he's 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 done great for football, but there's been there's you know there's been bad there's, hmm. ba there's bad elements at the Premier League again. It ties back with who are these guys playing for England because they don't get a, a lot of them don't get a chance at club level because the Premier League. You know, absorbs all this foreign talent, which again, it's how the market goes. But you know, it's it's not. He's done a great job, but you can you can certainly level some mud at him and yeah. say these haven't been good aspects. Do you guys take any pride in the fact that it was reported that Palace said now nah, we don't fancy this, or do you think maybe it was more forced out of the fact that <laughs> pennies are a bit tight at the moment? <laughs> probably that's right. Probably probably in debt now after fifty thousand pound. Yeah, um, yeah, I've got a bit of pride for that. It just it's good that Palace actually stood against it because well, me personally, I don't think it's fair. And clearly, Palace. Well, it's reported anyways. We don't know one hundred percent if it's true, but if 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 Palace are standing against it as well, then it's good because that's the club I sport and it's it's good to have the same vision with them in this case. So, yeah, I'm happy with that, that Palace stood against it. Yeah, I'm proud to see us take a stand on that particular issue. Yeah. Um, but as I said already, you know, I, I think we'd be in a position to take greater pride if the club and its leadership, and I was speaking to you, Steve Parrish, were willing to commit to pay the London living wage from now. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a great point. And hopefully, if any positives are going to come out of this, that these questions are asked on, on, on a broader scale. Why is it that we accept, you know, the money being spent in these, in these areas, but we seem so unhappy about this? and whilst i believe that the scudamore thing is incorrect maybe as you say chris it will, it will make us start asking questions about other money that's being spent i mean i've got the chart and athletic guys in between nine and ten and obviously that club is is struggling financially i'm not sure if you saw earlier on this season but their owners stopped providing bottles of water for their academy players because that's money true. is so tight i mean how much does a, a couple of crates of of water costs at, at, you know for a professional football club who have incomes and you know expenditures of of millions of pounds yet we find we're handing over five million pounds to somebody who is already a millionaire and I've, again i find strange is not too long ago we sat here debating about what we were going to do with wembley and the reason that many people were for selling our national stadium you know the world famous Wembley the reason that people were open to selling it was because we were being dangled with this cherry of 100 million pounds to spend on grassroots football 
And to me, that seemed ludicrous when there's so much money within the game and we have £5 million here straight away that is going to someone else. I mean, you just look at the London clubs alone of Spurs, Arsenal, West Ham, Crystal Palace, Watford, Fulham. That's two and a half, nearly three million pounds. Um, how many 3G pitches would that have built? Exactly. That's that's my main um, argument against it. It could be spent elsewhere. It doesn't. It it doesn't need it. But I'll be honest. If I was in this position, I'll accept that as well. You wouldn't. Yeah. And you know what? And that's where we'll leave the Richard Scudamore chat. We're going to take a quick break. Only got 15 or so minutes left of the show before we let you go this evening. We'll go through some transfer rumours, what could potentially happen um, come January if you should so need. We've got some names to throw at you. It's nearly half time, England, USA, still 2 0. And also, what I want to do is look ahead to your next four fixtures because they're incredibly important for Crystal Palace and Roy Hodgson. Giving your team a voice. Love Sport Radio. Can you save money on your car insurance? Chris did with a little help from a spokesman said.com. Getting real people, real savings. I'm Chris from Leicestershire, a truck driver. I went on a spokesman set, which was very easy to use for an old kit like myself. And the £300 savings enabled me to take my granddaughter to Pontins on holiday. Find quotes from over a hundred leading insurance providers at a spokesman said.com. Real people, real savings. Compare, switch and save with a spokesman said.com. Fighting for you, saving you money. 3030 Tennis is the new alternative scoring format that creates shorter matches. The clue is in the name. Every game starts at 30 all. That is 3030. Best of three sets matches are completed in 40 to 60 minutes and best of five in 60 to 90 minutes. 3030 or T30 can be described as the youngest sporting sibling of Cricket's 2020 or T20. For more information, visit 3030tennis.com. That is T. H-I-R-T-Y then the digits 3 and 0 followed by tennis all one word dot com The Novotel London Blackfriars the official hotel partner of Love Sport located just minutes away from the city and London's famous South Bank you can kick back and taste the flavours of the world at the Jamboree Bar and Grill and enjoy all the sights of London in style The Novotel London Blackfriars <laughs> You could make the main dealer's day by paying over the odds. Or you could go to Big Motoring World and save a fortune on up to 2,000 pre-owned BMWs, Mercedes, Audis and VWs in stock. Then with the money you save, put a smile on your face with a cheeky weekend away for two. Give yourself a break at Big Motoring World. Just minutes from the M25. See bigmotoringworld.co.uk Love Sport. Available on Radio Player and TuneIn Radio for your smartphone. Download now from the App Store and Google Play. 558 AM. Love Sport. Uh, 
Uh, it's half time. England, USA, 2 0 to Gareth Southgate's Mighty Mighty Men. A good performance so far. A couple of really well taken goals Jesse Lingard and Trent Alexander Arnold. Uh, we've got through so many things, Crystal Palace and other big talking points today, but one thing that's completely slipped my mind, which DR kindly reminded me during the break, which I said we were going to talk about today, was the introduction of VAR. It's a yacht of VAR. What's our views from on DR. this? From DR. It's it a yacht of VAR from DR. <laughs> is it Love a VAR it. or is it VAR? It's VAR. Well, it's I've not got time far. to see it. You've it with your name now. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Go Sorry, with it, mate. Really we're, we're, we're giving you a little... What was a disappointment to have? Are we all happy about this? I'm happy, but fans need to realise that um, it's not going to perfect anything. At the end of the day, the referees will get the help they need, and I think they desperately need this help. There's already been shocking decisions so far this season, yeah. and we're playing in the best league in the world, so this was needed. But when when the referees do see controversial decisions, they still have to make a judgment of what they see, such as Wilf, Wilfred Zaha. Sometimes he doesn't get kicked in the foot when he falls down. Sometimes he gets pushed. Yeah. If the referee doesn't really notice that in, in VAR or VAR, whatever you call it, then the decision can still be wrong because I've uh, the video replays introduced in the NBA as well. So I, right. I've seen plays where even though the referee can see it, he still hasn't made the right call in my opinion. So I think it's good because the referees need a sport, but the fans shouldn't expect perfection from VAR. Like every yeah, decision yeah. would still uh, not. Are either you guys against it? No. no, no, no. I think we've seen enough incidents. I mean, you know, in our recent games, I know the 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 cup game wouldn't have had it anyway. But the Lacazette handball, things like that. You know, we've there's there's been enough evidence just in our immediate last few games to think, you know, what if? Let alone you know week on week watching mm. match of the day. How many how many decisions do you see? Well, do you, do you not think? Because obviously the reason why for years we weren't introducing technology we were told it has taken away the kind of the immediacy the contro- controversy the talking points that football brings which apparently we all love so much do you not think in a couple of years time when they've mastered VR that we'll miss it a little bit no I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't like watching us lose games because of massive injustices which happen to us on a very very regular basis yeah. the one thing I would say and I can see DR wants to get yeah. in is um, hold back boy <laughs> um, the thing I would say about this is that um, I went to the tennis at the O2 um, earlier in the week yeah. and they what they don't do with that is review every single decision but you've got the option if you disagree with the umpire's decision to put your finger your finger up and challenge it and there's then a review at that moment. That's the way to go, I think, is you know a challenge mechanism rather than this review everything. But Also, look back at the Chelsea game. It could have went against us if we had VAR introduced because um, the yeah, William goal... Ways, he, yeah, yeah, the William goal, he, he, could, you know, he was on, off, onside and the referee gave the wrong decision. So we have to accept uh, that not every decision is going to go for us because we're not perfect. We get away with some things, but it had to be done and I'm happy. I still think you get that excitement and the debate because again it still boils down to a human having to make a decision on something that's not yeah. necessarily definitive so if something's a clear offside great it's a clear offside when it's it was Willian onside or was he not or was that a foul was that a dive yeah. you're still going to get people that say he got it wrong you're still going to get that mm. but at least the referee has had more than a third of a second okay. to call it. He can have a look and say, yeah, I, st- I still stand by it or change it. Like- I, no, I, I do tend to agree. But to know what? I know somebody who does not agree. His name is Al- His name is Nick, not Albert, because you're <laughs> sat there. His name is Nick, and he's on the phone now. Nick, good evening. 
How are you doing? All right. Yeah, we're very, very well. You called up about VAR. Is it a Nata VAR from you? I hate it. <laughs> Why do you hate, hate it, it so much? Because you're taking out the memories of games. You're taking out the spectacle of when a referee gets it so wrong. You remember those moments. You're incensed by them. My memories of football, I can remember lots and lots of goals, but I can remember so many bad decisions that have changed games, and people are still talking about them years later. The VAR, if you, if you have a bad decision and the VAR says, all right, he was wrong, it should have been a goal, then it's forgotten about by the end of the game. But if it's really, really bad, then... You you forget about it. I remember years and years ago we were playing Sheffield United in the old in the old second division, and we scored, but the referee had blown his whistle seconds, literally half a second before the ball crossed the goal line, and we would have won one nil. And I still remember that, and I still talk to the blokes I went to that game with. We'd lose all of that without the injustices. You've got to have injustice in football. You can I remember, I remember chilling on a plug once, but I don't remember it fondly. <laughs> <laughs> what, what about the injustice for Wilf? You know, it, it, VAR will only help him it, yeah. because it, there's always this case where he always dives, but this is going to help him with, with Wilf. As a referee can see it right there. Because there's been so, and also the Lacazette decision against Arsenal. If maybe if there was VAR, then they wouldn't yeah. score from that goal. Nick, is there not an argument to bring it in on some occasions and not just for everything? No. Do you want to think about no. that? <laughs> no, I, I I think it should be down to human decisions, human errors. Otherwise, we're going to lose lots of memories. But it's still a human game. decision. Yeah, exactly. It's not going. It's everything. No, it's aided by machine. Yeah, but it's not going to it's be the perfect. Future, Nick. Yeah, but it's, it's <laughs> Nick hates t- the Terminator <laughs> no. films. But it's not get a Skynet. <laughs> nothing's going to be perfect still because yes, the referee can see the replay, but it's still up to his judgment. Mm. We don't. Maybe we will see it differently to what the referee sees. It's not going to be oh, it's VAR. It's definitely a red card. Or it's definitely a penalty. It's definitely a dive. It's still judgment. There's still a judgment to be made by the referee. So we don't know mm. that that was the right. Like it's not. It's never going and to be 100. percent It's the right call. It's going to work both ways. How many decisions have have we had where we've failed or we've had a handball? And it's we've got away with it, so it's going to balance out, and I think it all balances out anyway. Mm. Uh, Nick, I really do. We can take that you're not going to be changing your mind on VAR, but we respect your opinion absolutely, and we we know yeah. you're not the only one. But unfortunately, mate, you're going to have to accept that you will be coming in to the Premier League next season. Really appreciate your call this evening, um, guys. Only got a couple of minutes left before we have to let you go. Uh, Manchester United up next for you. How much hope? Do you put on that game, or do you do you see it as a bit of a free hit? Yeah, definitely as a free hit. But hopefully the players don't carry that mentality because Man United are there for the taking. They haven't played that great so far this season. So hopefully we go up there. But we've never really had decent results against United at Old Trafford. I, I know that, had, that, I that had, Darren. I think we've had a point out of them in the complete time we're in the Premier League. Mm. That was a boring. But things are, things are changing though at Old Trafford. It's not. I know exactly. it seems like an easy cliche to roll out, but yeah, they've slightly over. improved over the last couple of weeks. But still, it's going to be a hard game. But hopefully, it doesn't come down to individual errors. Hopefully, because this what has that's what really has cost us so far and over the last couple of weeks, individual errors. And hopefully, we're more of a threat going forward as well because we ha- we haven't been so far this season. I know yeah. we've improved, but yeah. Any main, any major changes from the Spurs game for United? Who would you like to see come in or out? From Zaha. If he's fit. Will he be fit? Is that the hope? Yeah, just, apparently. Yeah. my hope, so Patch him up and roll him out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> give him 10 minutes. Give him the captain's yeah. armour. Give him a Rooney. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe try a new formation. Is it, mm. If we're seen as a free hit, then 
you could try out things yeah. here instead of trying them out against teams like Burnley where we have to win. Try out a new formation. If it works, then carry that on. If it doesn't, then we go back. It's a good opportunity. Chris? Yeah. I, I don't think we can afford to um, just view it the way that we have done previous games. We cannot start with Jordan Ayew as the uh, front striker. Maybe it's Sorloth, or maybe we, we really yeah. twist and do what I suggested earlier and go with James Daly, because I'd, I'd love to see a really young man, he's 18 yeah. years old, And when that happens, Chris, I can sit there and say, I know who that is. Yeah, yeah, well, exactly, <laughs> you, you do know. And I mean, the, the other thing I would say is, you know, we're going to the home ground of a club, you know, that has been subject to a leverage takeover. You know, it's it's not a, um, you know, a community club. We'll, we'll be racing all the fans back to London on our way back. Um, yeah, hello, Aaron. Um, um, yeah. But, you know, I mean, we need, we need the fans to own the means of production. That's the truth here. Right, guys, just quick look around, get a prediction, please. Mm-hmm. One all, at best. <laughs> uh, two on United or two on United. You're saying you're going to lose? Yeah, I was. Yeah, man. You're lying. Oh, I'm a realist. I'm a realist. It. Right. I'll change it to two all then. That's a bit two better. All. Two all. One nil, James Daly. Yes, James Daly, my new favourite Crystal Palace player and was named today, if you hadn't heard, as Crystal Palace's Young Player of the Year, a third of the way in, by Chris. Thank you very much, guys, this evening. It's been an absolute pleasure. I'm afraid to say he's going to be joined by Aaron next week when he's back from his travels. But, guys, enjoy the rest of the international break. Five five eight am Love Sport. In a world full of United, Cities, Rovers, there's only one Hotspur. The official Tottenham Hotspur membership, One Hotspur, is now on sale to new members. Gain access to ticket priority windows, receive a gift pack and plenty more Spurs benefits. Tottenham Hotspur, it's your club. Make it official. Sign up today at TottenhamHotspur.com slash join are you frustrated by your job and looking for a new opportunity at SEHBAC we are currently looking for talented and driven sales consultants to join our award winning teams in the southeast if you have experience selling windows doors and conservatories we want to hear from you with a fantastic range of benefits and full training provided SEHBAC has the job that's right for you for more details or to get in touch visit SEHBAC.com Do you wear glasses? Think you're paying too much for your glasses? Want to try them out before you buy? Then go direct to Glasses Direct and get two pairs of new glasses with lenses from just £19. And with our free home trial, you can test drive them on friends and family before you buy. It's that easy. So for your new glasses, you should go direct to glassesdirect.co.uk. New customers only, delivery 395. Conditions and exclusions apply. See website for details. The Lord's Tavners, the leading disability youth cricket charity in the UK, is all about giving young people a sporting chance. There are lots of events you can get involved in over the coming months, from the Lady Tavners Christmas lunch with Jimmy Tarbuck to the Christmas Carol concert featuring Joanna Lumley. The charity continues to raise millions and last year alone donated over 40 minibuses to schools and clubs and provided over 3,900 cricket coaching sessions. Visit lordtavners.org to find out more information and how you can get involved. Love Sport. Available on Radio Player and TuneIn Radio for your smartphone. Download now from the App Store and Google Play. 
Uh, brilliant stuff there from the guys from the Back of the Nest uh, podcast, Crystal Palace. Whole lot of fun there for the last two hours. Just a reminder, England, USA is still going on. It's half time at the moment, but the players are in the tunnel and they're set to make their way back out onto the Wembley pitch, leading 2-0 through goals. Trent Alexander-Arnold and Jay Lings, Jesse Lingard, expecting a few changes. And don't forget, of course, Wayne Rooney will be coming on for the last 10 minutes this evening. Right, up next, 9 till 10. I'm going to be joined in the studio by the guys from the Charlton Fanship. But here is your news. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.